Our guest on this episode is a positive influencer. He's the host and moderator of a nationally syndicated global spiritual revolution radio, iHeartRadio Network. That's a tongue twister. He's also on uh, Life Radio 92.9 FM, 1460 AM. We're going deep on this episode, guys. Uh, Open your mind. It's a long one. I know you looked at it and you saw three hours and you're intimidated, but if you want to learn some stuff, press play and sit back and enjoy. Please welcome to the show our new friend, Bishop Larry Gators. Are you ready to go into the rabbit hole? We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Quantum theory, it is the most bizarre theory ever proposed in the history of science. There are some of us who can leave our body, but from other dimensions, they pop in and out. The affirmative task we have now is to actually um, create uh, uh, a new world order. All right, guys, welcome to the podcast, Truth or Theory. Uh, today we got the bishop on. He's got some good stuff to lay on us. It's uh, it's going to be good stuff. Yeah, we're very excited to have the bishop on. You guys just sit back, open your mind, and get ready to have your minds blown because this guy's got a lot of good information. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, JP, and uh, he really. uh, he really, it's <laughs> a great honor um, to be on the Truth or Theory podcast for the very first time. And um, I want to begin to teach your audience uh, concerning the topic Kobe Bryant, uh, Luciferian Project Completed. Again, Kobe Bryant, Luciferian Project Completed. So in order for us to understand what happened to Kobe Bryant uh, last month, we have to go back into the background uh, in order for us to understand the foreground of what happened on this 26th of January of 2020. Now, back on May the 15th, 1904, uh, there was a, a group of nine men African-American men who created um, a uh, not so much of a well-known sicker society. Uh, shockingly, gentlemen, uh, very few people in black America and in America itself even knows about this secret society. And this secret society is called the Black Boule Secret Society. Mm-hmm. And that term Boule is spelled capital B-O-U-L apostrophe E. So on the 15th of May, 1904, nine uh, African-American men created uh, what we call the Black Boule Secret Society. Uh, It's almost the counter to Yale University Skulls and Bones. And so the Boule Secret Society was created uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which is the hometown of Kobe Bean Bryant. And I will come back to that later on. So these nine men, uh, during the month of May, on the 15th, 1904, created this Boulay Secret Society, which can also be transliterated into the Greek terms Sigma Pi Phi. And later on in the broadcast, I'm going to meticulous scholarship break down what Sigma Pi Phi means and then interconnected into the life of Kobe Bryant. So you got nine men 
uh, Dr. Henry McKean Minton, and I won't go through all. So Dr. Henry McKean Minton and eight other associates created what we call today the Divine Nine, um, the Greek, black letter Greek uh, secret societies of fraternities, right, of men and women, uh, uh, consists of nine black Greek letter secret societies. That uh, is the offshoot of what happened back in 1904 through Dr. Henry Minton uh, in the Boule Secret Society. So these nine men, gentlemen, uh, who were prohibited of joining um, Yale University Skulls and Bones represented the Talented Tenth. Now that term, gentlemen, the Talented Tenth means that one out of 10 African-American men and women would be selected by the system, all right, by the Luciferian Illuminati system to guard not black America, but to protect the system, the very same system that has enslaved them. Now, when I'm talking about system, I'm not talking about white people, okay? I am a black conservative. I don't teach victimhood, right? Okay. So the system I'm talking about is not flesh and blood. Uh, we're, we're fighting against principalities and powers, as the Bible says. So these nine men uh, created the Black Boule Secret Society. Now, the term Boule uh, simply means the gatekeepers. They are the advisors to the king. Now, According to Greek governmental history, even today, the Greek parliament um, has two uh, dimensions. It has a laurel house and the upper dimension, what we call the upper house. So the Boule lower house are the protectors of the upper house. So then the Boule Black Secret Society, you have nine distinct Black Greek uh, secret societies, okay? okay? And these nine black Greek secret societies are, are assigned and selected by the system to protect the system. Now, the Boule Greek um, uh, secret society, or the Boule secret society, is the oldest chartered black fraternity on earth. Wow. It has 126 chapters, 5,000 members throughout the United States, throughout the Caribbean, and throughout the United Kingdom, which we call England. So the Boulets are the gatekeepers. Uh, now, remember the story of the Knights of the Round Table, that you have nine distinct knights, some say as high as 150 knights. So then, gentlemen, uh, according to legend, that when we examine uh, the Knights of the Round Table, you have nine families out of the 13 families that control 99% of the world's wealth. We're talking about the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Oppenheimers, the Warburgs, the DuPonts, okay? The Vanderbilts, we're talking about families uh, that control 99% of the world's wealth. Uh, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, the Club of Rome, the Committee of 300. So these nine knights are assigned one, uh, a Boulay Secret Society 
they are assigned one of the nine Boule Sicker Society, and each of the divine nine black Greek letter Sicker Societies are designated by the system to protect the system. Again, I cannot stress this enough. They are selected. Barack Obama was not elected. Barack Obama was selected. Mm -hmm. Now, some may say, well, what are the divine nine? Well, you have Alpha Phi Alpha, Kappa Alpha Psi, Omega Psi Phi, Phi Beta Sigma, Loda Phi Theta, uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha, uh, Delta Sigma Theta, Zeta Phi Beta, and Sigma Sigma uh, Gamma Rho that was uh, created in 1922. So these nine Black Greek letter society started with Rockefeller money, okay, in 1904. Though they were segregated from joining any other uh, secret society, but at the same time, they were supplied or subsidized financially um, by the system to begin a Black Illuminati society. Now, their task is to protect the table, the Knights of the Round Table. Gentlemen, they don't own the table. They just, they're just the protectors of the table. They don't own what we call the crab barrel system. They're just the overseers of the crab barrel system to a lot of your listeners. The term the crab barrel system is well known in black America and going back to 125 years. The term the crab barrel system simply means that the system, we're not talking about color, we're talking about a demonic Luciferian system that was designed to keep not only the black diaspora, and when I say the black diaspora, I'm talking about people of African descent who are all over the world, not only to keep them in check, but to keep anyone, black, white, brown, yellow, or red, in check at the bottom of the barrel, whom they deem to be a threat. So then, uh, Brother Jay and Brother Willie, this is heavy here. So to understand Kobe Bryant, a Luciferian project completed, and the reason why he was assassinated, and yes, I do believe he was sacrificed. I'm going to come to that in the next few minutes. So the Boule Secret Society uh, can be revealed in the book, The History of Sigma Pi Phi. Again, The History of Sigma Pi Phi by uh, Dr. Charles H. Wesley. Okay. Now, Dr. Wesley uh, was a university president. And all of your African-American colleges and universities in this country are filled with boulets. Seventy-five percent of attor black attorneys are boulets. Okay, eighty-five percent of accountants are boulets. Um, seventy-five percent of black male and female doctors are boulets. So they are educated not to benefit black America or the black diaspora. They are designed to protect. The system. I'm not talking about white people or anyone who is non-black. They are designated and elected or selected by the system 
to protect the system. They are the advisors, okay? And so these nine men in 1904 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, created and gave birth to the Panhellenic Divine Nine of these black Greek letter secret societies. Now, again, in the book, The History of Sigma Pi, I five on page one forty six, uh, Doctor Charles Wesley, gentlemen, talks about the historical knights of the Round Table. That each knight who controls ninety nine percent of the world's wealth is designated a black Greek letter secret society. One of the divine nine. I'm telling you, this darkness is so organized and so sophisticated. And so then, as we move on concerning uh, the Boule Secret Society, they are the gatekeepers, okay? Now, those who are in the crab barrel, regardless of race or ethnicity, if they are to come out, they are chosen to come out. Who is a Boule today? The late Kobe Bryant was a Boule. LeBron James is a Boule. If you look on... Um, Google Images and type in uh, uh, LeBron James's tattoo on his chest. That tattoo on LeBron's chest is the logo or the insignia of the boule. Mm -hmm. Now, all you gentlemen and your listeners, they can just type in boule logo. Boule is spelled capital B O U L apostrophe E, and it will show a beast that's a half a man have a woman that represents the transgender agenda or the agenda of the sexual orientation system of the boule. So then it has its right hand on what we call an urn, capital U-R-N, which they keep the ashes of dead people. That's a sign, gentlemen, that the boules are saying to the system that Black people or any people, regardless of race, creed, or color, are dead, and we're going to keep them dead so that we can serve the system. Holy the God. system doesn't have a color. The system is demonic itself, okay? So then, the boule are the caretaker. Who are they caretaking? The 1% who rule the 99%. Now, think about that. So the boules are not protecting the 99%, regardless of race, creed, color, or ethnicity. The boules are the caretakers and the protectors of the 1%. So the boules represents the lower level of the Greek parliament. Barack Obama is a boule. Reverend Al Vitamin B Deficient Sharpton is a boule. <laughs> Jesse Jackson is a boule, okay? Jay-Z or Gay-Z, he's a boule. Beyonce is a boule. Oprah Winfrey is a boule. Her uh, lover, Gail King, who tried to trash Kobe Bryant's legacy and reputation, I believe a week or two ago on CBS, he was interviewing uh, Lisa Leslie, a very close friend of the late Kobe Bryant. So Kobe Bryant's body is not even buried yet, but yet Gail King is bringing up 
the 2003 sexual uh, assault case that Kobe was exonerated. That that's not a not for the Boulets. You see, the Boulets don't attack the system. The Boulets attack their own. I don't care if it's black on black, white on white, brown on brown. That's the Boulets, okay? Mm. So the, the Boulay Secret Society gave birth to a Kobe Bean Bryant. Now, before we move into the essence of Kobe Bryant, uh, once you go into the Boulay Secret Society, gentlemen, uh, the males are called archons. That is spelled capital A-R-C-H-O-N-S. Archon is... Latin word meaning demon. The women are called archaeus. That means demoness. That goes back to the Byzantine Empire. So it's interesting here that the term archon means demon for the male and archaeus means demoness for the female. So then, gentlemen, this term archon is a transliteration into the Greek word abraxas. Capital A B R A S A X, which means abracadabra, or that which is accursed. That abraxas is also a half a man, half fish, or half a woman, half fish. That's the logo on the Starbucks coffee cup. If I have time, I'll come back to that. That's that represents the insignia of the Boulet logo. So then in 1941, it gets deeper, uh, the Boulets had a international convention in Los Angeles, California, located at the Greek Amphitheater at Griffith Park. Now, the term uh, gargoyle or statue means griffin or griffith, but yet the Boulets have their convention at Griffith Park. The man that oversaw the convention was a man by the name of Dr. Emmett Scott, including Dr. Robert Moton, capital M-O-T-O-M. Uh, both of these gentlemen were Boulets, and they were both working at the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. Now, if you remember the syphilis conspiracy concerning the Tuskegee University syphilis conspiracy from 1932 to 1972. But going back, uh, gentlemen, Dr. Uh, Emmett Scott and Dr. Robert Moulton secretly worked for President Woodrow Wilson, unbeknownst to Booker T. Washington. So these two Boulay's scientists, Dr. Scott and Dr. Moulton, wanted to help the U.S. government on the left, these Democrats, to create a syphilis bioweapon agent to inject 600 black men and women to see how the anatomy of black people would respond. So these two black scientists had injected first Booker T. Washington, because Booker T. Washington did not want to be a part of the syphilis conspiracy. Booker T. Washington dies in 1915. His autopsy says he had massive traces of, you guessed it, syphilis in his body. Wow. And so which brought the syphilis conspiracy from 1932 to 1972. Guess who funded 
the Cyprus Conspiracy at Tuskegee University, a man by the name of Julius Rosenwald, a Zionist. Now, again, when I say Zionist, I'm not talking about the Jewish people, right? Every Zionist is a Jew, but not every Jew is a Zionist. 99.9% of the Jewish people, gentlemen, are beautiful people. The 1% I'm talking about, Rothschild, Oppenheimer, Warburg, okay? I'm talking about those folks. So then, Julius Rosenwald, who was the creator, the founder of the Sears Roebuck Company in the 20s and 30s, gave Tuskegee University, after the death of Booker T. Washington, $5 million, right? Along with the Woodrow Wilson National Fellowship Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation to create the syphilis conspiracy later in 1932 to 1972. Rosenwald dies in 31. So then the Tuskegee uh, University conspiracy happens because of the Boule Secret Society selling out their own people in order to serve the system. I'm not talking about white supremacy. White supremacy to me doesn't exist. In other words, the first person that coined that term white supremacy was a Democrat, Lyndon B. Johnson, in 1964. So, wow. I, no, I, I don't teach I don't teach white supremacy. There's no such thing as white supremacy. There's only white supremacy or black supremacy if we give credence to it, okay? That's how I teach. So, the only supremacy that I acknowledge, gentlemen, is the total supremacy of the Lord Jesus Christ. So then the Boulay Secret Society has 5,000 members, 126 chapters throughout our nation, okay, in the Caribbean and throughout England, okay? These nine men, starting with Dr. Henry McKean Minton, created the divine Pan-Hellenic Council of Nine Black Greek Letter Secret Societies. Now, not to, to juxtapose years. Now, remember in 1996, there was an African-American man uh, by the name of Ron Brown who worked in the Clinton administration. On the 3rd of April, 1996, he dies in a plane crash, right, in Croatia. He was a boule. And during his autopsy of what was left of his body, there was a bullet hole in his skull. He no longer wanted to protect President Bill Clinton. You see, if the Boulets no longer want to protect the system, the system will take them out. To all of your listeners, if they get an opportunity, look up Dr. Marcus Mosiah Garvey or Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey had moved from Jamaica in the 1900s here to New York City, specifically in Harlem and created a, a, not just an African-American organization, but an organization for all Americans called United Negro Improvement Association. He was a black conservative. He was anti-democratic party. He did not believe in handouts for black people. He believed that black people ought to be independent in their thinking, independent financially, okay? Uh, he was a lover of all races, okay? But that was a threat to the United States government on the left. So the U.S. government hires J. Edgar Hoover, 
who then in 1918 uh, went on to uh, create the Bureau of Investigation, which is the precursor, becomes the precursor for the FBI in 1935. So then Marcus Garvey is targeted by the U.S. government through the Boulay Secret Society. So J. Edgar Hoover uses the Boulay Secret Society to neutralize Marcus Garvey. Let me say it again. They used the Boulay Secret Society to neutralize Marcus Garvey to set him up. Why? Because he was a threat. So his organization, the United Negro Improvement Association, had over 1 million members worldwide. This was before the advent okay, of television and the computer. He was a threat. So then... As we move on here, so then Dr. Marcus Mosiah Garvey uh, was neutralized by the government of the United States on the left through the Boulay Sicker Society. Dr. Henry McKee Minton, Dr. Robert R. Martin from Tuskegee, along with Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois, who is so revered in the annals of Black history, began to set up Garvey putting out a lie that Marcus Garvey was embezzling money. That was a lie. Garvey was uh, sent to prison, okay? And matter of fact, before he was sent to prison, right, uh, in the 1920s, he had to go to court, and he appeared uh, before a judge by the name of Julian Mack. Now, Julian Mack's background, again, I am not anti-Semitic, but he was a Zionist and one of the founding fathers of the NAACP. You see, gentlemen, the NAACP was not created by black folk. The NAACP was created by Zionists. Not the 99% of the Jewish people that are beautiful people. The 1% created not just the NAACP, but they created all these black organizations like the NAACP, like SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, okay? Like CORE, like the Urban League, for what? To control black America, okay? Wow. Again, this is the Boulay system. So Judge Julian Matt was also a member of B'nai Barrett of the Anti-Defamation League. Now, I have nothing against B'nai Barrett today. They do wonderful work in combating anti-Semitism. But going back to even to the days of George Washington, George Washington, okay, was battling uh, against the left and specifically against a man by the name of Simon Wolf. okay? Simon Wolf was an attorney for B'nai B'rith during the time of Abraham Lincoln, okay? We're going back to 1863, 64, 65. So then... Uh, it was with Rothschild money through B'nai B'rith of the Anti-Defamation League that had President Abraham Lincoln assassinated. Okay? So then, uh, Mr. Wilkes Booth, okay, who was also a Zionist and a member of the Alexandria, Virginia B'nai B'rith of the Anti-Defamation League, okay, 
was the one that shot the fatal shot in the back of the head of the president. Well, I'm getting a lot of emails as I speak. But also, he was a member of B'nai B'rith. Okay? So then this assassin was um, hired by a man by the name of Benjamin P. Judah. So John Wilkes Booth, okay, his sister Asia Booth wrote a memoir. Uh, Asia Booth had said, and I quote, that her brother was a member of the Alexandria, Virginia, B'nai B'rith of the Anti-Defamation League. And this is nothing against B'nai B'rith today. I'm just unveiling for you concerning not just the Boulay Secret Society, but we're building this building, gentlemen, that would take us to Kobe Bean Bryant, okay? And so I've got to say this, too, before we get back to Marcus Garvey. The Ku Klux Klan was not created by white people. I got y'all's attention now. Yeah. The Ku Klux Klan was not created by white people. There was a man by the name of Judah P. Benjamin, a Zionist, right? A Rothschild agent who was the Secretary of War in state for the Confederacy before and during the Civil War between 1861 and 1865. He created the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, a Khazarian Jew created the Ku Klux Klan. Wow. So then the Klan was not created by white people. That is that it has been a lie perpetuated by who the Democrats since 1865. So what uh, Judah P. Benjamin or Benjamin P. Judah did, he had uh, recruited a man by the name of Albert Pike to become the face of the Ku Klux Klan. Albert Pike connected to the Theosophical Secret Society, okay, and the Thelema Secret Society, which was birthed years later through Alester Crawley. So the Ku Klux Klan today, if you guys are listening, it was a Khazarian Zionist that created your organization. You've been lied to. You've been hooked. You've been bamboozled, okay? So then, getting back to Marcus Garvey, uh, Judge Julian Mack, gentlemen, in the early 1920s, had tried the case concerning the lies against Marcus Garvey that he embezzled money, which was a lie. So Garvey was sent to prison. And I got to say this, too, uh, concerning black organizations, the NAACP was founded by a man by the name of Henry Moskowitz, a Romanian Jew. And, I, and again, I'm not anti-Semitic, okay? I don't have a problem, okay, with Jewish people or, with, or any other ethnicity. The problem I have is that many times uh, the leaders of black organizations don't look like we, okay? So that's another topic for another day. So they, the Zionists were set up in the United States to create black organizations. The Civil Rights Movement from 1955 to 668 was controlled, inundated, not by Jews, the 99%, but by the 1% 
who call themselves Rothschild Zionists, mm-hmm. communist socialists. Okay, so Dr. Garvey goes to prison. Okay, and then later again, remember the term Sigma Pi Phi, gentlemen. Yeah. Boulet. Yeah. The term Sigma. Sigma is the 18th letter of the Greek alphabet. It's also the 18th star in the constellation. Sigma means to summon or to conjure up a spirit. Pi is the 16th letter of the Greek alphabet. Pi is the 16th star in the the constellation. It means hypnotic solution or osmotic pressure. And phi, P-H-I, is the 21st letter in the Greek alphabet. Phi means a plane. Interesting. Not just a dimensionality or a degree, but a plane. Remember Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. So sigma pi phi means to conjure up a spirit through hypnotic solutions to enter a plane. See, so darkness is so sophisticated, gentlemen. So then let's continue to move on. Kobe Bryant, a Luciferian project completed. Okay? So then when we give the timeline, uh, now we come into um, the life of Kobe Bean Bryant. Born, uh, of course, uh, August, uh, on the, in the month of August 23rd, 1978, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the hometown of the Boulay Sticker Society, which goes back to May the 15th, 1904. So then, it was on January the 25th, 2020, the day before Kobe Bryant's death, LeBron James passes Kobe Bryant for third on the all-time NBA scoring list. So Kobe is over 33,000 points, 33 degrees within the Masonic order, and LeBron James is over 33,000 points, 33 degrees within the Masonic order. Now, people may say, well, Bishop, that's by chance or random. No, nothing is by chance (laughs) and nothing is by random when it comes to the global Luciferian secret societies. So then his parents, Joe Bryant, was a professional basketball player for the Philadelphia 76ers a few years. And mind you, that 76ers logo has 13 stars. The first 13 degrees within the Masonic order. When you look on the back of the dollar bill, the pyramid has 13 levels of bricks till you get to the all I scene of the god of Ptah Ra Olucifer. Okay, 13 degrees, 13 stars, 76ers, okay? Kobe's uh, helicopter, its number was a Sikorsky 76B Sikorsky line of helicopters. Interesting, nothing's by accident. So his family moves to Italy in 1984 when Kobe turned six. His family returns to the United States in 1991 when Kobe is 13. Remember that number, 13 degrees of the Masonic Order, the first 13 degrees. 
in the back of the dollar bill, the first 13 steps, it goes up to the all-seeing eye of Lucifer. And mind you, gentlemen, when you write the word Lucifer down and spell it backwards because Hebrew is written from right to left, you get a Latin word, refico, which means the recycling of fecal matter. Damn. That's, that's why homosexuality is an abomination, right? Lesbianism is an abomination. Another topic for another time. So Kobe's <laughs> upbringing, so then Kobe is not emotionally uh, close to his family. His father plays professional basketball, not just in Philadelphia, but overseas in Italy. His mother is working. So Kobe is suffering from what they call in psychology, proximal abandonment where his parents are physically there, but emotionally they are absent, okay? Right. Now, as we move forward, uh, and, and mind you, remember that Sikorsky 76B helicopter, right, that Kobe died in back in January 26, 2020. Uh, back on August the 10th, 2005, a Sikorsky S76 seaplane crashed, okay? Uh, in Tillian Bay, Estonia, killing uh, 12 passengers, okay? That's another topic for another day. So then the, uh, the Sikorsky helicopter, this gets really deep now, gentlemen. The Sikorsky uh, line of helicopters was created by a Russian by the name of Igor Sikorsky. Now, he was born on the 25th of May, 1889, died October 26, 1972, born in Kiev, in Ukraine. Back then, that was a part of the Russian Empire, which is now Kiev in Ukraine, an independent state or country separate from um, the Russian government. Now, if you go on Wikipedia and type in Igor Sikorsky, his last name is spelled capital S-I-K-O-R-S-K-Y. Uh, he his bloodline goes back to the court of Peter the Great, back to the 1600s. Okay, so this man Sikorsky, this is his name is on the helicopter that brought down Kobe. So the Igor Sikorsky's bloodline goes back to the 1600s to the court of Peter the Great. Now in the book entitled. Freemasonry and the Occult at the Court of Peter the Great by Robert Collis, capital C-O-W-L-I-S. He talks about the Russian, okay, Masonic Occultic Court goes back through the bloodline of Igor Sikorsky all the way back to Peter the Great in the 1600s. So when you type in Igor Sikorsky on Wikipedia, the second picture down in the middle of that page, it shows him as a young man with his right hand inside of his jacket pocket. That's a Masonic sign now. Anytime in history, uh, regardless of how many hundreds of years that you go back to, the man or woman has their right or left hand within their jacket pocket uh, taking a picture or a painting that means that they are a high-level Masonic illuminational type of person, okay? Wow. They are connected to what we call the dark arts. So in that picture of Igor Sikorsky with his right hand, the only fingers you see is his thumb and his pinky 
That represents the horn of Lucifer. <laughs> oh, this is heavy. Igor Sikorsky, from whence the, the, the name, the Sikorsky uh, 76B helicopter that Kobe died in. See, I'm, I'm looking at this from a spiritual dynamic too, gentlemen. So the Sikorsky bloodline is rooted in Russian Freemasonry and Russian occultism. Okay, through the bloodline of the czars. And mind you, as a side note, the term Hollywood is not the original name of the town in Los Angeles. The term Hollywood it originates from the word Holly Wand, W-A-N-D, like a, a wand of a witch or a wand of a warlock. So then, Colby is now a part of the dark system of Hollywood or Hollywood. Now, remember, Iko Sikorsky, he has to flee Russia uh, in October of 1917 when Lenin, Trotsky, and, and, and Stalin takes over the Russian government, the October uh, Revolution, which becomes the Soviet Union. So Russia then becomes the Soviet Union. Now, the Sikorsky 76B chopper. Now, the chopper number was N72EX. Now, later in this presentation, uh, and to all of your listeners, I'm going to reveal to you uh, that there was another plane that had a number called N71EX. I don't want, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So then, when you look uh, on the Wikipedia photo of Igor Sikorsky, it has his right hand in his jacket pocket, and you know, you notice the instruments that are tagged on his jacket that represents Russian occultism and Russian Satanism. Mm. So, oh, that's a 1914 picture of Igor Sikorsky. So then. The Sikorsky line of helicopters today is owned by a company called Island Express Holding Corporation in Van Nuys, California. Lockheed Martin owns Island Express Holding Corporation. Now back to Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant enters high school in 1992, from 92 to 96. Uh, he chooses Lower Marion High School. Now, the term Marion, gentlemen, capital M-E-R-I-O-N, is an occulted term meaning to be discombobulated. It means to be connected to the dark arts. Now, I don't believe Kobe knew anything about the dark arts or occultism until later uh, he gets drafted in 1996 as the 13th pick. So at Lower Marion High School, so that term Marion is an occulted sign, right? And that can be uh, read and studied in the book, The Word, a monthly magazine devoted to philosophy and science. The Word, a monthly magazine devoted to philosophy and science, volume 20, edited by Harold W. Percival. Now, as we move on here, and this is powerful here. So then, uh, also, in page 302 of that book, The Word and Monthly Magazine, devoted to philosophy and science, in page 302 reveals the word Marian. 
like Laura Marion, M-E-R-I-O-N, where Marion, who is a demon, buries a female in a stone, what they call granity. Kobe Bryant thereby creates Granity Studios in 2013. Wow. So this number number keeps popping up. Yeah. Okay? His daughter was 13. And matter of fact, there were two girls, and there were more than two girls, but two of the girls were 13 years old. The area code, the main area code for Los Angeles is 213. Again, I, I'm not into gematrium or to biblical or spiritual numerology, but according to the deep state, to for me to expose the deep state, I have to expose what the deep state is thinking. Now, later in the year 2000, Kobe meets a young girl by the name of this Vanessa Lane, whose real name is Vanessa Corniju. Ubitia, let me spell that, Corniju, okay, Nijo, C-O-R-N-E-J-O, Urbita, capital U-R-B-I-E-T-A. She's only 18 years old, gentlemen. So his parents are upset with Kobe because he doesn't know this girl, and this girl's family is heavily involved in the religion called Santeria. Now, Santeria is a witchcraft religion that is a combination of hoodoo, voodoo, and taboo. That term taboo people use, that's interconnected to its spiritual demonic brothers of hoodoo, voodoo, and then there's taboo. So the family of the Lanes or the family of the Cornigio, Yabinta family, is involved into witchcraft. Kobe doesn't know this, okay? So then, as we move forward to 2003, it really gets powerful now, gentlemen. In July of 2003, Kobe is sent by the Los Angeles Lakers to Eagle, Colorado to get his knee worked on on the 30th of June in 2003. He is sent, again, He is sent to a doctor uh, in Edwards, Colorado, by the name of Dr. Richard Stedman. Dr. Richard Stedman is Phi Beta Kappa. Now, Phi Beta Kappa is an extension of the skulls of the bones from Yale University. Phi Beta Kappa represents the educational and legal arm of the Boule, I mean, of the uh, Luciferian system. Phi Beta Kappa represents the educational and the legal arm of the Luciferian system. And Kappa Beta Phi represents the Wall Street faction of the global Luciferian system. Hmm. So his doctor tells him, instructs him to, to go to Eagle, Colorado. But Kobe wants to stay beside his doctor at a local hotel. But his doctor directs him, Dr. Richard Stedman, Phi Beta Kappa and leads Kobe to go to a lodge and spa at Cordelia in in Eagle, Colorado, okay? Now, I'm confused now. So he goes to this spa, gentlemen, and meets a young girl who's 19 years old. She's a desk clerk, okay? Now, she claims 
that Kobe raped her. Now, I don't know what happened in that room, but I can tell you this, gentlemen. From that point in 2003 up until his death, Kobe is never the same spiritually. So then um, the girl uh, is asked by Kobe uh, to take him on a tour. She's not supposed to leave the front desk. So this 19-year-old girl, Kobe doesn't know her. She doesn't know Kobe. She takes Kobe Bryant on a tour, and then Kobe invites her to his room. It really gets scary, sticky now here. So she enters into the room. Then they have sex. It's his word against hers and hers against him. Kobe said it was consensual. Okay. Then that night, instead of her calling the police or the sheriff, she goes to her boyfriend's house and has sex with another man. Now, again, if Kobe raped her, he should have been sent to prison. I don't have a problem with that, gentlemen. I don't care if her color was green, purple, or red. The law is the law. Right. But she, she goes, she doesn't call the police or the sheriff, gentlemen. She goes to a boyfriend's house and has sex. And doesn't say anything to anyone until 24 hours later. It's suspicious. Now, then her parents are saying, wait a minute, what is this on your dress? She doesn't make mention of the boyfriend who she is not who she is not even supposed to be seeing, according to her parents. She says that Kobe Bryant raped her. Wow. Wait a minute. She doesn't call the police. She doesn't call the sheriff. But yet she cries rape 24, uh, 24 hours later. Me too now. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not against the tennis of me too. What I am against, brothers, what I am against, uh, Brother Jay and Brother Willie, is the weaponization of the me too. Another topic for another day. So her parents called the police. The police come to the hotel, to the lodging spot, and arrest Kobe. Okay, and he is set for a bail. I think a twenty-five thousand dollar bail. Kobe doesn't hire an attorney. He's given an attorney, not by the Los Angeles Lakers. He's given an attorney by his knee doctor, Doctor Richard Stedman, who's by Beta Kappa. Mm. What attorney is he given? A woman by the name of Pamela Mackey. Guess what? She's also Phi Beta Kappa. Do you see the conspiracy? And and mind you, Kobe probably was guilty. I don't have a problem with that. I know that O.J. Simpson killed his wife. And he's going to meet his day in hell. There's no question. So this woman waits 24 hours and cries rape. Okay? Now, again, Kobe appears before the world. Vanessa is with him. The relationship is never the same, even though they go on to have four children. Then a year later, September 2014, the charges are dropped. But yet her family, her attorney said there was no money transacted. Stop. It's a lie. There was money. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. So then from 2003, okay, to 2020, to his death last month, Kobe Bryant, spiritually, psychologically, is never the same. All of a sudden, he's tattooed all over his body. He gets gangster. That's not who Kobe Bryant was. Yeah. You see, 
this is the reason why I'm, I am so tough on young black people, you know? And I constantly, constantly tell uh, young people, stop saying, well, they should, I gotta work 10 times harder because I'm a black man or woman. Stop, that's garbage. That's victimhood mentality, okay? So Kobe, who wore the number eight on his jersey from 96 to 2003, changes it from eight to 24 from 2003 to his retirement in 2016. Eight plus 24, 32. 32 degrees of the Masonic order at that time. Kobe was at the 32nd degree of the Masonic order within the Boulay Secret Society in 2004. Wow. Now, to get to the 33 and one half degree, no blank person is allowed to become a 33 and one half degree, only non-black people. That's another topic for another day. So as we move forward here, uh, from 2003 to 2016 at his retirement, Kobe Bryant goes through a mental, a psychological, and a spiritual transformation. He becomes a Luciferian project. He invokes, gentlemen, an alter ego called the Black Mamba. He doesn't have Jesus Christ in his life, okay? There's no foundation of Christ in his life. His parents were not Christians, okay? They said, well, they, they, they were Catholic. Again, his parents are not Christians. There's no Christ-centered foundation. So he's not emotionally attached to his parents, proximal abandonment, so he turns into this dark force, okay? So the very powers that got Kobe out of the mess that he was in was the very same powers that took him out. Yes. I'm going to come to that in a few moments. So almost done here. So Kobe Bryant creates an alter ego called the Black Mamba, just like Beyonce created an alter ego called Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce yep. is a dancing demon. All of these rappers, if they want to get into that million-dollar range, they have to be sexually uh, initiated. Black males have to sleep with black males. Black females have to sleep with black females. This goes all the way back thousands of years, gentlemen, to the time of the prophet Moses in the book of Exodus, okay? 5,000 years. If a man or a woman wanted access to the court of Pharaoh, he or she had to sleep with the magician within that court. So within the rap music scene, they had they had to go through a sexual initiation process. So then Kobe Bryant sells his soul Okay, Beyonce sold her soul. The Boule Secret Society, gentlemen, has sold their soul. It gets deeper now. So then, from 2003 to 2020, the Black Mamba is created. Now, mind you, throughout the Boule Secret Society, to be a Boule, a man has to sleep with another man inside of a coffin. A woman has to sleep with another woman, absolutely, inside of a coffin. If you want to go higher within the Masonic order through 
the dark arts, via the Boulay Secret Society, you would have to get initiated into what they call the Freemasonic Order of the Golden Centurion. Man, it gets deeper now. The Freemasonic Order of the Golden Centurion that was created in Munich, Germany in 1840. Munich, Germany was the number one place that Kobe always traveled to every summer to get his knee worked on, okay? Yeah. Through psychic surgery. I'm going to come to that later. So there is a an initiation process called goat riding, okay? In other words, that man or woman, excuse my expression, they have to have sex with a goat in order to go into that multi-million dollar club whether you are a athlete, an actor, an actress in politics. So then there is a term, gentlemen, that uh, black Americans know going back into the 1600s into slavery called buck breaking, B-U-C-K. So buck breaking was created, keep your mental paperclip there, on Kobe Bryant becoming the black mamba in 2004, and let's go back to the 1600s. There was a slave owner by the name of Willie Lynch, from whence we get the term lynching, from which Lynchburg, Virginia is named after him. So if you study Willie Lynch, who wanted to separate the older slaves from the younger, the darker from the lighter is happening today. So Willie Lynch created another slave debt position called buck breaking. If those slaves, gentlemen, male or female, who could not be controlled in the United States were sent to the Caribbean islands, we're talking about Jamaica or Cuba, St. Martinique or St. Neves, okay, or the Bahamas, they were sent there to be buck broken. What does that mean, buck broken? They were stripped down, they were tied on the ground, chest first, and they were molested by the slave master. Wow. Okay. Now today, Black Hollywood has been buck broken. These rappers are wearing dresses on the stage. You know why? Because they've been buck broken. So Kobe Bryant was buck broken. Not physically but psychologically now and emotionally. So they got him out of that mess. Michael Jordan was buck broken when they took out his father because Michael Jordan was supposed to throw game six of the 1993 NBA world title against the Phoenix Suns. And then a week later, they took out his father. Somebody said, oh, it was two teenagers. I tell those people, stop. It was the global yeah. Luciferian order. Remember Bill Cosby, who's in prison now, and rightfully so. The system knew he was a rapist, but he got out of line. He wanted to own the crab barrel. They put him back in the crab barrel, and now he's in prison. Do you know, gentlemen, years ago, uh, Bill Cosby wanted to buy NBC? They said no, so he began to expose NBC. Guess what? They took out his only son. Wow. These are the gods of the masters of the global plantation of the Luciferian order, the knights of the round table, and the masters of the crab barrel, okay? So getting back to Kobe Bryant, he's initiated. Now, in every high-level initiation, 
whether it's black, white, brown, red, if a person wants to become a 33rd degree nation, they would have to commit bestiality with a specific animal that they wanted to replicate in their lives. Wow. So they Brian, it comes Black Mamba. He was touched by an actual Black Mamba in a ceremony. This is heavy here. Yeah. So all Kobe is a part of not only the Dark Cost, the Blue Lace Seeker Society, the Free Masonic Order of the Golden Centurion, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which goes back to John D, capital D, double E in, in the 1500s, who was the, the witch and the warlock who taught Queen Elizabeth I uh, the art of Dianism, which is called Dianetics today. Yes, Dianetics is a form of witchcraft, which is the foundation of the Church of Scientology. So the Free Masonic Order of the Golden Centurion, Kobe, joins. That's why Kobe talks about a Mamba mentality in his book. He begins to write books now for children post his career. Now, you notice here, not to get ahead of us, Kobe begins to talk about in his books um, the, the the first book called Epoca, capital E P O C A. Now, if you take that word Epoca and spell it backwards, it reveals a high level female secret society out of Spain. The bloodline of his wife goes back to Spain. The bloodline of Vanessa um, Bryan goes back to a woman, okay, that I'm going to reveal later on in the broadcast, who was the creator of the Ocope, capital A-C-O-P-E, which is Opoca, spelled backwards, Kobe's first book. This woman's <laughs> name was Concepcion Areno, capital A-R-E-N-A-L. If you go to Wikipedia and type in Concepcion Areno, capital A-R-E-N-A-L, her left hand is inside of her jacket pocket, which means she's a high-level uh, Masonic witch within the secret society of the Apoca. How would Kobe know this? He married one. How would he know this? Because he traveled to Spain, to Germany, to the Philippines, to China. And all of these years, on these trips on behalf of Nike, okay? And mind you, 50% of Nike's sales in 2019 were from Black people. 50% of the sales came from a people who don't know who we are. See, Black folk, they know what they are, but they don't know who they are. So this book, Epoca, the Tree of Ecroft. Ecroft is forced, spelled backwards. Remember, may the force be with you. Now, what was Kobe's first jersey number eight? That represents the double helix, the Oris Boris, the serpent in the form of the, the number eight. He becomes the number 24 after sexual allegations. What did he pick up from this girl and what everything she slept with, Kobe slept with. 
everything Kobe slept with, she has slept with. We call this in ministry in the church soul ties, or they've been tagged. It becomes the number 24. There are 24 letters in the Greek alphabet. Now remember, look up the logo of the Mamba Academy, okay, on Google Images. It has the capital M, and around the capital M uh, is a snake chewing its own tail, okay? Uh, notice it represents uh, a snake going around the letter M, okay? Chewing its own tail or drinking its own venom, okay? So Kobe picked up a tail in that hotel. I'm not trying to be funny. Kobe picked up something that from whence, from July 2003, he was never the same. So the serpent going around the letter M represents the term Ouroboros, okay? Which represents the system feeding itself by feeding from the life of Kobe. They put up Kobe then they drank Kobe's life by snuffing him out. His other books, okay? Um, the Wise Nord series. Oh, that's interesting. The term wise, gentlemen, capital W-I-Z-E, uh, it is a Chaldean term meaning war, and the term Nord means lock, from which we get the term warlock. Say so a warlock is a male which. And a witch, gentlemen, is a female warlock. Why is Kobe into the dark arts? He, he feels that he has to sell his soul in order to save his career. But it's going to cost him his life. And so the Mamba Sports Foundation uh, was recently changed by Vanessa Bryant to the Mamba and Mamba Sita Sports Foundation. Mamba, serpent, Sita, C-I-T-A, which simply means I got caught or mm. one who is caught in the act. Sounds like Kobe Bryant in 2003. See, gentlemen, nothing is by accident. I'm almost done here. Oh, my God, this is heavy. So <laughs> then, oh, my God. So then we talk about Kobe Bryant, a Luciferian project um, that was created and snuffed out last month, okay? So then, even the word Kobe spelled backwards reveals the name of one of the gods in Roman mythology, Ebok, okay, capital E-B-O-K, which means the principality that succumbs or that is a servant to the system. That's Kobe, okay? So according to Persian uh, history of war and Persian legendary history of warriors, there's a book, gentlemen, called Persian Tales, okay? By a Persian poet and author by the name of Abu Qasim Ferdowsi Tusi. Abu, capital A-B-U-L, Qasim, capital Q-A-S-E-M, Ferdowsi, capital F-E-R-D-O-W-S-I, and Tuesday, of course, capital T-U-S-I. He writes, gentlemen, in the tales of kings that the warriors, the Persian warriors, before they go into battle, 
against other nations, they had to sexually contact a serpent, a snake, or a mamba serpent. And then they had to drink the blood of the mamba serpent in order to replicate the power of the mamba serpent. See, this is what Kobe Bryant is involved in. Remember the actor Heath Ledger, who played the Joker many years ago? Okay, he got into that character, but guess what? When the camera stopped rolling, he couldn't get out of it. And Heath Ledger ends up dying. So Kobe Bryant retires now, April 2016. He tries to leave the Mamba, but the Mamba doesn't want to leave Kobe. So if you all get a chance, type in online, thread on Kobe Bryant, his death, and his connections to the occult. Thread on Kobe Bryant, his death, and his connections to the occult. Okay. which is on threadreaderapp.com, threadreaderapp.com. It shows all of the symbols that Kobe Bryant incorporated into his demonic brand uh, as the Black Mamba. He became the Mamba, okay? So that it shows that the letter Y, which is Kobe's main logo, okay, it, it, it represents a six-angled, hexagram okay kobe was also a worshiper of the black saturn cube okay which has six points or six angles of a hexagon so the letter y has six angles of a hexagram in the black cube of saturn from which we get the term saturday Okay, which was the same day that Kobe said in his book, Mama Mentality, that he gave himself over into a dark entity entity on a Saturday. The black cube or Saturn has six angles of a hexagon. Okay, that's interesting. So as we move forward here, and I am just about done here, gentlemen. So then, the, remember the Freemasonic order of this golden centurion. Okay, Kobe changes his number from 8 to 24. Every 8th month and every 24th month thereafter, according to the Freemasonic order of the centurion, somebody has to be sacrificed on the 26th of January. Let me say this again, gentlemen. Every 8th month or every 24th month, Somebody has to be sacrificed on the 26th of January. Wow. Now, remember, in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, that's the first book, chapter 2, verse 6, 26, January 26, God teaches humanity not to touch of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, remember Kobe Bryant's first book, Epoca, the tree of Ekron, at the top represents the knowledge of good, at the bottom, the knowledge of evil. So Kobe partook of a forbidden fruit of demonic witchcraft knowledge of the dark arts that I believe that took him out of this world here. So 
Kobe finally became uh, a 33rd degree Mason. As we move forward here, remember the coronavirus, all of that is representing uh, in, as a deity, the Black Mamba, okay? Now, it's interesting that, as a side note, gentlemen, um, now, on page 533, in the book, The Eyes of Darkness, by Dean Koontz, capital K-O-O-N-T-Z, the author talks about, it's a fictional book, he talks about the coronavirus in the town of Wahoon, China. This book was written back in 1981. Okay, the previous page talks about the, the term the Black Mamba, which is the poison of the Wanhu virus of the coronavirus. In other words, this virus is a bioweapon that was created many years later, which is now another topic for another day. So remember in the Bible, gentlemen, and I'm almost done, that as we examine the life of Jesus Christ, now remember... Uh, in the gospel, uh, according to St. Matthew, okay, uh, Jesus is taken to his cross, okay, and the Bible says that the Roman government, the Roman soldiers, prepared for him, okay, uh, vinegar that was mingled with gall. Now, gall is a combination of the venom of a mamba snake and the blood of a mamba uh, snake. Uh, and get this, this is powerful here. So Jesus Christ, uh, uh, he is against a conspiracy from the Roman deep state. They provide for him, not just in Matthew, but throughout the Gospels. They provide for him a sponge with vinegar mingled, and the term mingled means potion, gentlemen, in Latin, with gall. Gall, now according to Roman punishment of that day, they would mix with vinegar to mask the smell of the serpent's tail or venom. Um, they would extract the venom in the blood of a black mamba and mingle it with vinegar on a sponge. Thank God Jesus rejected it because Jesus is God himself. So Jesus defeated the deep state of that day, and the deep state is still defeated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, so then when we examine the Masonic, the pre-Masonic order of the Golden Centurion, uh, the candidate has to die on the 26th of January, okay? This is high levels of initiation, okay? And so as we move on here, so uh, according to um, the Freemasonic Order of the Golden Centurion that was created in 1840 in Munich, Germany, which lasted, which and they said, well, it only lasted three years, which is a lie, because it entered into the life of Adolf Hitler who has red Rothschild blood. So the uh, Masonic order of the Golden Centurion becomes the template of the Third Reich. And that's another topic for another day. Now, in that Masonic order, which Kobe was a part of in his travels to Munich, Germany, there is a term, gentlemen, called, uh, called 
Tepafog, capital T E P A P H O N E. According to Masonic lore and legend, it is a death ray. Now, we call this today high frequency active aurora research program, or better known as HARP. Capital H double A R P. Yep. So the HARP program. Uh, which goes through um, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, uh, through the CIA, through the National Security Agency, as well as the U.S. Air Force and U.S. Navy. Okay, so then, what happened to the actor Paul Walker? Fast and the Furious, <laughs> February the 29th, two thousand twelve. He had a charity. Okay, where he was giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to the victims of the typhoon Haiyan in the Philippines. Remember, the typhoon Haiyan hit hit the Philippines, I believe, in uh, 2013. But Paul Walker was on his way to a press conference, right, in Brentwood, stating that uh, he found out that the CIA was taking the money that he was raising and taking the money and funneling that money through uh, the CIA database in Manila in order to build uh, the Central Intelligence Agency's complex of spying and uh, distributing uh, drugs or heroin in the Philippines. Okay, sounds like the crack cocaine a conspiracy in the 80s. So then, um, so this actor, Paul Walker, I believe was taken out by a drone. That's another topic for another day. Now, how do I know that? Julian Assange, right, right back in 2017, reveals the term Vault 7, okay? You can find this on WikiLeaks, okay? Vault 7 CIA hacking tool revealed where uh, through hacking the database of the Central Intelligence Agency, Julian Assange exposed the CIA in their complicity of hacking cars and trains and planes, maybe a helicopter, Kobe Bryant. They can also hack banks, laptops. They can also hack the any financial uh, Wall Street firm throughout the world. Any uh, Wall Street financial markets throughout the world, they can manipulate the stock markets of the world. So then it was Paul Walker uh, who was going to expose this. So in 2013, five minutes and I'm done, Kobe Bryant creates Granity Studios, okay? Mm-hmm. But he meets a man in 2013 who has no past. A man by the name of Jeff Stiebel, capital S-T-I-B-E-L. Now, Jeff Stiebel is a brain scientist. So then Jeff Stiebel is introduced to Kobe by a mutual friend. And who this mutual friend is, we don't know. So Jeff Stiebel, uh, who has a mysterious past, he's an MIT graduate, got a honorary PhD degree from Pepperdine University. Uh, So Pepperdine University in conjunction with Stanford University is closely tied to the CIA. 
and each department of psychology within Pepperdine and Stanford, okay? So Jeff Stiebel comes out of nowhere. And if you would type in the net worth of Jeff Stiebel, it doesn't show it. At least I don't see it. Every time I type in, gentlemen, gentlemen, the net worth of Jeff Stiebel, it goes to the net worth of Kobe Bryant. Why? Wow. Kobe Bryant's worth over $600 million. So then Kobe Bryant and Jeff Stiebel uh, create a venture capitalist firm called Bryant Stiebel. Okay? They create Bryant Stiebel, a Hollywood version of a Wall Street powerhouse in 2013, where they concentrate on strategy, giving capital to businesses uh, with a focus on technology, media, and data. And you can go to BrianStiebel.com, BrianStiebel.com. So then Jeff Stiebel is an interesting character. When you type in his net worth, it doesn't show it. It goes to Kobe's network. When you type in uh, Jeff Steinberg's house, he doesn't have a house, but he's worth billions of dollars, no doubt. So Jeff Steinberg is on an advisory board for the Lifeboat Foundation. Now, the Lifeboat Foundation was created by a man by the name of Eric Klein, one of the best friends of Jeffrey Epstein. Wow. Jeffrey Epstein also sits on the board along with Jeffrey Steibel, the late part, the partner of the late Kobe Bryant on this lifeboat foundation where they specialize in genetic manipulation. So then Jeff Steibel hooks up with uh, Kobe Bryant Kobe Bryant doesn't know the background of Jeff Stable because Kobe Bryant doesn't have the spiritual uh, intelligence because he doesn't have the spirit of God within him. So Jeff Stable comes out of nowhere, okay, and offers him an opportunity to create a joint venture capital fund that would go um, to through an IPO public offering three, three years later in 2016. So this Lightboat Foundation on the advisory board is Jeff Steibel and the late Jeffrey Epstein and Bill and Hillary Clinton of the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative. That's interesting. Yeah. So also Jeff Steibel and along with Jeffrey Epstein is on what was on as far as Jeffrey Epstein on Another foundation called the Brain Notice, and this is probably the Mind, Brain, and Behavior Advisory Committee. The Mind, Brain, and Behavior Advisory Committee at Harvard University. Now, the Brain, the Mind, Brain, and Behavior Committee at Harvard is connected to the Brain Initiative that was created by the Obama administration in 2013 of mind control. Wait a minute, who is Jeff Steibel? And why is Kobe Bryant connected to Jeff Steibel? Jeff Steibel is also the CEO, gentlemen, of a foundation called the Brain Gate. That's interesting. That's also connected to the Brain Initiative. Under the Barack Obama administration, going back to 2013, does Kobe Bryant know this? I don't know. 
braingate.org, braingate.org. Jeffrey Stable, this young man is worth millions of dollars. Who is he? So Jeffrey Stable is the chairman of Braingate. And Braingate is partnered with Stanford University's CIA undergraduate program that's connected to the Department of Psychology. Remember Christine Blasey Ford, the woman who accused Brett Kavanaugh of rape? Remember, I think it was a year ago, Brett Kavanaugh, who's now as to the Supreme Court Justice. So then, Christine Blasey Ford is or was a psychology uh, professor within the Department of Psychology, which is under the direction of the CIA that's connected to Jeffrey Stable, the chairman of Braingate. So then Christine Blasey Ford's father, Ralph Blasey II, ran three CIA front companies, Red Coats Incorporated, Data Watch, and Admiral Security Systems. All three gentlemen was located in the same building where Fusion GPS is located today in Washington, D.C. One, one may say, Bishop, what is Fusion GPS? They were the ones who got the fake dossier, the Trump dossier, from Christopher Steele, right? A former MI6 agent out of England. So wait a minute now. You see all of these connections here. Jeffrey Stable is connected to Stanford University, Pepperdine, Pepperdine University, the Brain Initiative, okay, the Obama administration, the CIA undergraduate program at Stanford University, Ralph Blasey II, okay, Christine Blasey Ford's brother now, Ralph Blasey III was an attorney for the Baker Hostel Law Firm in Washington, D.C. that represented Fusion GPS, going back to 2017, that law firm is still located in the same building as Fusion GPS and where his father, Ralph Blasey II, worked. All these connections here concerning Kobe Bryant, a Luciferian project created. The grandfather of Christine Blasey Ford, a man by the name of Nicholas Deke, capital D-E-A-K, the grandfather of Christine Blasey uh, Ford, who worked for the CIA and was a currency trader for the Central Intelligence Agency. So Jeffrey Steinbel all of a sudden becomes Kobe Bryant's best friend out of nowhere. He's a part of the Brain Initiative, which is connected to his company, the Brain Gate. They create now a, a venture, a joint venture capital firm with a $100 million seed offering. $50 million of that came from Kobe. The other 50 came from this Jeffrey Steibel. Now, I can't believe that Kobe, as intelligent as he was, did not investigate this man. So then, as we move forward here, so then, um, in 2014, Kobe Bryant is contacted by the Aspen Institute, which is a CIA think tank. He's also contacted by Bill and Hillary Clinton, uh-oh, mm. in 2014, to take part in the third annual Health Matters Conference in 2014. 
which Kobe was one of 500 speakers. Now Kobe is connected to the hip to both the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative. Now, mind you, three days before Kobe's death, on January 23rd, Bill Clinton spoke with LeBron James. Now, I'm not saying anything. I'm not trying to put two and two together here. I'm not saying any of these people were responsible for Kobe's death. My assignment tonight, gentlemen, is to expose the dark forces, political and financial, that surrounded Kobe, that, that are benefiting from Kobe's death as I speak. So in 2014, almost done, Kobe gives $6 million. He invests in a company by the name of Body Armor. Now, Kobe owns a 10% stake in Body Armor. But Kobe makes a killing uh, sometime later because Coca-Cola purchases a major stake in Body Armor. Now, Kobe has a $200 million check. Wow. Around the same time, Jeffrey Epstein made $200 million after he was registered as a sex offender. Wow. <laughs> About 2018, Kobe invests $30 million, okay, into a company called Ring DNA, R-N-I-R-I-N-G-D-N-A. Other capital supporters of Ring DNA, and they also were uh, practitioners of genetic manipulation and transhumanism. Golden Sachs, Lloyd Blankfein, okay, a part of the 2008 banking bailout, knew Kobe Bryant and also worked with Kobe concerning uh, donating and sewing into Ring DNA. Palestine's growth capital also owned by Jeffrey uh, Seibel, okay? Now, just Palisades Growth Capital, uh, getting back to the Lifeboat Foundation, okay? Uh, its founder, Eric Klein, sent Jeffrey Seibel to also help Kobe to invest $30 million into Ring DNA. So they're using Kobe, but he doesn't know any better because Kobe Bryant is in way over his head because the deep state is tightening the noose. Many other investors that surrounded Kobe's life, Marvin Minsky, Lauren Summers, who worked in the Depar Department of Treasury under the Obama administration, okay, including uh, the late Jeffrey Epstein, through the Jeffrey Epstein Foundation gave millions of dollars into Ring DNA. So Jeffrey Epstein and Jeff, Jeff Seibel knew each other. My question is, did Kobe know this? We don't know. Also, getting back to the Mind, Brain, and Behavior Advisor Committee at Harvard University, Jeff Seibel and Jeffrey Epstein on a set on the board, and Jeff Steibel is still on the advisory board of this Harvard University committee. Mark Zuckerberg, okay, is on the board of Mind, Brain, and Behavior Advisor Committee, and Mark Zuckerberg's grandfather was David Rockefeller. Another topic for another day. Really? I did not know that. I didn't know that. 
Absolutely. And so then Kobe Bryant later in 2019, it gets really deep now, gentlemen. So then 2019, I'm going to go back to 2016 here in a minute. But in 2019, Kobe Bryant raises $5 million for a foundation called, get this, Baby to Baby. Baby, then the number two to baby. It is headed by a woman by the name of Nora Weinstein. Now, I don't know if she's related to Harvey Weinstein, but and on the executive board of advisors, if you go on Baby to Baby's website, it's got the power elite, the power elite of Hollywood. Wait a minute now. You're telling me that Kobe is raising $5 million for diapers? No, 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 no. See, Baby to Baby is a front for the Hollywood pedophilia system. Oh. So Ooh. if you type in Lloyd Blankfein helps black artists, Kobe Bryant funds diapers, okay? Lloyd Blankfein helps black artists, interesting. Uh, Kobe Bryant funds diapers. Wait a minute. You need millions of dollars? To give diapers out to the underprivileged? No, that it's a con. It, it is a pedophilia front. Kobe didn't know this. Now, I believe he found this out, which cost him his life. Now, going back to 2016 now. Uh, so then Kobe, in this Jeff Steibel, gives $100 million seed capital to start the Brian Steibel uh, uh, venture capitalist firm. So Jeffrey Morgan Steibel, okay? Now, you notice this, gentlemen. I'm going to say something that's going to blow your minds, okay? Um, I got some information a few days ago. I was definitely send this guy, send this information to you. Now, remember back in 9-11, the day before 9-11, someone took out, bought millions of dollars worth of, of shares, right? And then the day after 9-11, someone made a killing, as if they knew 9-11 was going to happen. On the Friday before Kobe's death, on the 24th, and we know the stock markets are not open on the weekend. So on the 24th of January, on that Friday, the Brian Steibel stock went drastically down. Mm. Kobe was upset with this. So he was scheduled to go to um, to some of his investors in New York City here, okay, on the following Tuesday. He never made it. So that stock went down drastically, okay, on the 24th of January, that Friday. The day after Kobe's death, Monday the 27th, that stock tripled, almost quadrupled. Someone knew Kobe was going to die, so they bought stock for pennies on the dollar on the 24th, and when that stock rose, almost quadrupled its value on Monday the 27th, somebody made a killing. I don't know, I don't know if it's Jeff Steibel, okay, or Lloyd Blankfein, or Eric Klein, okay, or the Clinton Global Initiative. Somebody made a killing, okay? Wow. And no one intended over the life of Kobe Bryant as we discussed Kobe Bryant, uh, a Luciferian project completed. So the Life Boat Foundation, we talked about this. 
Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a board member along with Jeff Steinberg. Jeffrey Epstein, in his sick mind, hoped to what he calls to seed, S-E-E-D, seed human race with his DNA. Okay, that was part of the template of the Lifeboat Foundation. And I believe Kobe found out something that he was not supposed to find out. Okay, so then Jeff Steinberg knows Jeffrey Epstein. Jeff Steibel also knows Les Wexner, okay? And not only does Jeff Steibel know, knew Jeffrey Epstein and Les Wexner, he knew Marvin Minsky and Lawrence Krauss, okay? All of these Wall Street bankers, and Lawrence Krauss was a professor, I believe in Arizona or Arizona State, Okay, who had to quit because he's involved with multiple sexual uh, assault cases against him. So Kobe is surrounded, what I call through a financial parallax view. In other words, Kobe's in the middle and all of these power brokers are setting him up to die because they know he did not create a wheel. So they're going to take his money. I guarantee there's going to be lawsuits between Kobe's family, his wife, in the deep state for years to come. Another topic for another day. So then, um, so then Jeff Seibel knew Jeffrey Epstein, Les Wexner, okay, of the clothing industry, The Limited, okay, who was involved with the Jeffrey Epstein mess, Lauren Summers, Marvin Minsky, Lawrence Krauss. So the Brian Seibel uh, uh, firm, that is supposed to be located in um, Malibu, California. Doesn't have, um, I'm going to reveal the sign later on after your Q&A, that the address on the Pacific Coast Highway uh, in Malibu, that's supposed to be the location of Kobe Bryant's venture capital firm, is no longer there. At least the sign's not there. It is the sign of one of Jeff Stiebel's companies. I'm going to reveal that. And that company is called Dunn and Bradstreet. Mm. Dunn and Bradstreet. Interesting. After Kobe dies, then you took down his sign and put up... See, this is wicked, Jeffman. This is demonic here. So then, uh, remember, like I said, in 2014, Kobe connects to the Aspen Institute, a CI think tank, connected to the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative. He takes part of the board for the third annual Health Matters Initiative. On the 13th of January, 2014, Kobe invested in the Clinton Global Initiative and the Clinton Foundation. Three days before Kobe's death, President, the former President Bill Clinton attends uh, a NBA game here in New York City in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn between the Brooklyn Nets and the LA Lakers and has a long conversation with LeBron James. Now, I'm not saying anything that happened, you know. They may be just be talking about family, okay, or what's going on in the world today. But three days before Kobe's assassination, remember that two days later after that conference between LeBron James with that uh, that uh, boule tattooed on his chest, a part of the boule secret society, had a long talk with Bill Clinton. 
Two days later, on Saturday the 25th, LeBron passes Kobe Bryant for third on the all-time NBA scoring list. The following day, Kobe's gone. So then, it's interesting, and I'm done here. I promise you I'm done. So then, as we're talking about Kobe Bryant, a Luciferian project completed here uh, on this powerful podcast that you guys have, um, the Truth or Theory podcast. So then, now remember, there was a helicopter uh, crash in January of 2018, right? Uh, if you type in victims identified in Newport Beach helicopter crash, victims identified in Newport Beach helicopter crash. That's on NBCLosAngeles.com, NBCLosAngeles.com. Three people who were high-level executives for the Standard Hotel in West Hollywood were killed in a helicopter crash. This helicopter, at the last minute, these three people, uh, a man, two men, and one woman. Uh, the one woman, her name was Kimberly Lynn Waltzman, okay? She was the general manager of the Standard Hotel in West Hollywood. Brian R. Reichelt, capital R-E-I-C, H-E-L-T, was the financial regional uh, director for the Standard Hotel chain for the West Hollywood area, and Joseph Anthony Tina, capital T-E-N-A, who was a resident of Newport Beach, California, and a neighbor of Kobe Bryant, mm. died in the helicopter crash. Wait a minute. Why would three executives of a local hotel chain in West Hollywood be such a threat to the system? Now, five minutes before the helicopter was to take off, they were on their way to Catalina Island, okay, for a vacation. Five minutes before the helicopter took off, gentlemen, they received a call from the hotel, right, stating that they were, they were uh, told by the higher-ups, okay, in Miami, Florida, right, of the standard hotel chain to change helicopters. Hmm. Guess what charter helicopter they took from what company? From the Island Express Holdings Charter Company, the same charter, charter company that Kobe Bryant died in. In other words, the same helicopter company that Kobe Bryant was riding in the Sikorsky 76B helicopter a few years later was the same Island Express that provided a second helicopter for these three executives. Why? Because of the connections to Adam Schiff. You know Adam Schiff? A Democrat congressman from California is heavily involved, okay, uh, with a man by the name of Ed Buck. Now, remember Buck breaking I talked about about the half hour, 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Ed Buck would often take homeless men and take them to the Standard Hotel, drug them, and rape them. Wow. Adam Schiff is involved in this. Jeffrey Epstein was involved, including the Clintons. At the Standard Hotel, 
I'm gonna get, I'm gonna blow your mind again. Now, when Kobe Bryant and his wife were separated in 2012, she filed for divorce. Okay, because of his adultery. Guess what hotel he stayed in? The West Hollywood Standard Hotel. When did Kobe Bryant know? When did he know it? And to whom did he owe it to? This is heavy, gentlemen. Yeah. This is powerful here. And so then, in my conclusion here, now remember the, the number on Kobe's helicopter was N-72EX. Now, um, this Island Express helicopters, when you go to LinkedIn.com and just type in capital I, capital E, capital X helicopters, I-E-X helicopters, with in parentheses, Island Express helicopters, it will show a photo of a Sikorsky helicopter with the chopper number at the top of N-71EX. N-71EX. But Kobe's helicopter was N-72EX. Again, I'm just connecting these ley, line here, ley lines here as we're exposing what happened to Kobe. Um, and then Adam Schiff is involved in this. Ed Buck now... Um, um, I believe Congressman Jim Jordan of the great state of Ohio is investigating Adam Schiff's connection to Ed Buck, to Jeffrey Epstein, and to the Clintons concerning the West Hollywood Standard Hotel. Why do you think, gentlemen, that the Democrats, through Adam Schiff, wants to destroy the president? Because they know the president is going to expose them. That's why they're trying, they were trying to impeach the president, okay? So five minutes before the takeoff of those three standard hotel executives, they were told to change choppers. Interesting. And then they go down in a residential area of Newport Beach, California, the same city and district where Kobe Bryant lives in. And two, two years later, he is taken out. And, by, and, my, and my, mind you, gentlemen, Calabasas is the 33rd congressional district in California. Look at that number 33. 33 is Masonically designed now. And guess who owns the land? I want to blow your mind either. Guess who owns the <laughs> land that this that Kobe's Hill uh, chapter uh, was destroyed? Who was it? A man by the name of George Soros. Oh, wow. He owns that plot of land. That's crazy. And so, so then Kobe had multiple lawsuits against some of, them of the most biggest, the biggest American pharmaceutical co um, companies. Okay, in this country, high tech pharmaceutical, which is owned co owned by Acorn Incorporated Pharmaceuticals, which is owned by the Incest Pharmaceuticals, capital I-N-S-Y-S, or Incest Therapeutics, which is owned by John Kapoor. John Kapoor is owned by George Soros, because George Soros owns most of the shares in the Incest, capital I-N-S-Y-S, 
the reputed corporation which owns Acorn, which owns high-tech pharmaceuticals, which Kobe was going to expose all three because not only were they using his nickname, the Black Mamba, but they were using his nickname, the Black Mamba, by selling pills, weight loss pills, filled with addictive opiates. Wow. John Kapoor is in prison today for 66 months because of the opioid conspiracy. That's why they took out Kobe. That's why they took him out, gentlemen. And mind you that in back in 2015, uh, the, the helicopter that, that Kobe died in, the Sikorsky, right? Uh, S a 76 B a helicopter was purchased in 2015 by a man by the name of Jim Bag, capital B-A-G-G-E. He's an executive now for Island Express Holdings in Van Nuys, California. Guess what happened when Kobe died? Island Express Holdings shut down their website. They shut down their website. They shut down their Facebook profile, their Twitter profile, and their Instagram account. Why? If you're innocent, you wouldn't have to do that. Yeah. You see, so Jim Bag is, is an executive for Island Express Holdings. And the Lockheed Martin Corporation, a part of the Deep State, owns the Island Express Holdings, which also is major shareholder in not just Island Express, even though Lockheed Martin owns on Express, but who owns Lockheed Martin? George Soros, because he has 75.5% of shares. So George Soros is responsible for the assassination of Kobe Bryant. So this Jim Bag bought this specific helicopter that Kobe died in back in 2015 for $515,161. Guess what state that this helicopter came from? From the state of Illinois. That makes no sense. That's Barack Obama's home state. I'm not blaming Obama. I'm just saying, gentlemen, something is not right about this whole conspiracy. Now, you have the National Transportation Safety Board, or NTSB, and the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, who is saying that we're no longer investigating case closed. Okay, Clinton Foundation, okay, with these demons, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Anytime you see body bags, there's the Clintons and the Obamas. What did Kobe know? When did Kobe know it? And to whom was Kobe submitted to? And if you get time to all of your listeners, type in the address of 22761 Pacific Coast Highway. Malibu, California, 90265-22761, Pacific Coast Highway, Malibu, California, 90265. That is supposed to be the address of the Brian Seibel Investment Fund. It's no longer there. The sign's down. So you'll see that on Google Earth. It's, it, it will show you a sign that says Dunn, D-U-N, and Bradstreet Credibility Corporation. Who is the CEO? Jeff Seibel. <laughs> Kobe Bryant's so-called friend. 
Okay? So Kobe was set up. And now the deep state, like they did Michael Jackson, they're going to take his money here, okay? And so and there's one more website I want you guys to get to. We're going to open the floor for questions. Type in Kobe Bryant's partner courted controversy. Kobe Bryant's partner courted controversy. That post was uploaded on October 14, 2016 on dot com. Jeff Seibel, okay, Kobe's so-called friend, uh, has thousands of lawsuits against him, my friend, because Jeff Seibel is being uh, prosecuted. It, there are lawsuits from 35,000 Californians because of this Ponzi schemer, Jeff Seibel, okay, through his company, okay, this done in Bradstreet Credibility Corporation of skimming and scamming people out of millions of dollars. Why didn't Kobe see this? Yeah. So, you, so, so 35,000 members not just in Seattle, but thousands throughout the state of California. Because Jeffrey Seibel is a part of the deep state who was placed in Kobe's life to befriend him, to bring him into the area of death. And that's my conclusion on Kobe Bryant, a Luciferian project uh, created. And Luciferian project complete. This is heavy. Um, and let's open the floor for, for questions and answers. I'm so sorry to take so much time, but there is so much to unpack here. And I guarantee you, your listeners, their minds are blown as we speak. Go right ahead, guys. <laughs> yeah, Bishop Gators, this, this blows my mind. This is a flood of information in it. It definitely changes my mind about how I look at Kobe as, you know, it, it, all around. I, I had honestly no idea he was involved in so much. Um. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost speechless here. <laughs> yeah, it's almost go ahead, guys. You've had me. This is it, it is speechless. I mean, and you know, it's it's the dark arts, uh, brothers. It's the dark arts. And as a historian, as a researcher, I provide facts, links, dates, names, years, dimensions, whatever. That's my that's me as a historian. And as a researcher, this Jeff Steibel is not to be trusted, okay? Uh, he is a part of the deep state. And Kobe in these dark arts, I'm telling you, it caused Kobe to end up being snuffed out. You know, it's interesting, uh, gentlemen, that uh, you... Remember back during the program, I'm going to say about 15 to 20 minutes earlier uh, in the program mm -hmm. that I made mention of the terms hexagram, hexagon, and the term pentagram or pentagon. Uh -huh. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love the NBC television show The Blacklist because I learned so much of it. Now, in season six of The Blacklist, okay, Season six, um, there is a specific show, I believe 100, 
number 116, right? This show on the, the title for the season six of the Blacklist episode is called General Shiro, capital S-H-I-R-O. Now, General Shiro uh, was a Japanese war criminal during World War II who created bioweapons by infecting bugs to kill tens of thousands of Chinese during World War II. So this individual, this actor, right, uh, and he's playing a character by the name of Dr. Jonathan uh, Nickley. Let me spell his last name, capital N-I-K-K-I-L-E. That Nickley uh, is actually a Hindu word meaning a destroyer of souls. Mm. Now, the, the, there is a bioweapon in this General Shiro episode of The Black List in Season 6, all right? Uh, this Jonathan Nikili, this is a character. He was the ophthalmologist and a chemist who worked for a biotech and a pharmaceutical company, pharmaceutical. And mind you, the term ph pharmacy or pharmaceutical comes from the Greek word pharmakia, which means witchcraft. Another teaching for another day. So you take the first four letters of hexagram or hexagon is hexa, H-E-X-E. -E. Then the first three to four letters of the word pentagon. Then we get the term hexapene, capital H-E-X-A-P-E-N-E. -E which was in the Blacklist Season 6 episode of General Shiro, was a bioweapon agent. Kobe Bryant found out something. Now, remember, there's a commercial um, that showed years ago Kobe Bryant and Kanye West. Yes. Kobe Bryant has a basketball in his right hand. Kanye West is in a helicopter. Go figure. And it's just a commercial. And, and then uh, Kanye West's character is teasing Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant has this basketball in his right hand, and it's a clock going off, and it goes down to 4.1 second. When it go, even though it goes down to 4.0, but then when it goes down to 4.1 second, Kobe looks up and throws the basketball and blows up the helicopter. Why is that number 4.1 second so important? Kobe Bryant was 41 years old when he died. Wow. Kobe Bryant from John Wayne, from John, from the John Wayne uh, airport to where Kobe died was 41 miles. 41 days after Kobe's death would be Shaquille O'Neal's birthday. Kobe Bryant's last game in April of 2016 against the Utah Jazz, he comes out at 4.1 seconds left in the game. Now, people may say, Bishop, uh, you're stretching this. No, nothing is a stretch. Nothing is by accident, okay? Kobe got, was prepared to die, okay? He was a part of this Jeffrey Steibel, who was connected to um, the Brain Initiative, the Brain Gate, and this Dunn and Bradstreet Credi um, Credibility Corporation, United Online Edgecast, right? Um, the Futurist Board, right? Um, the ESIMOV Institute, capital A-S-I-M-O-V, 
right? And that institute is connected to pedophilia, okay? Ring DNA, all of these financial powers that Kobe inserted himself into. And I don't think, gentlemen, that Kobe actually knew how much trouble that Kobe was in. This is powerful here. So uh, this hexapine, right, in this this bioweapon agent in the blacklist, okay, uh, represents the very entity that Kobe Bryant was in. Now, remember back in 1953, as a side note, that the CIA created LSD. Uh, through MK Ultra, mind control, which is a mind control um, program that the CI still has through the brain gate, okay, via Jeffrey Steibel, okay, they created LSD, the CIA did. Now, what is the first letter of Lucifer? L. What is the first letter of Satan? S. What is the first letter of Devil D? There's your LSD. So then, everything <laughs> is rooted into darkness, okay? And so everything is rooted. Kobe was set up to die. He did not have, mind you, he did not have a will. And I guarantee you, just like Michael Jackson, this deep state wanted his Beatles catalog and his, his catalog of Elvis Presley music. They killed Michael Jackson through his boule doctor, Con Dr. Conrad Murray. Dr. Conrad Murray is a 33rd degree Mason and a part of the boule seeker society. You see, the boules protect the system. They don't protect their own. And what I mean own, I'm not talking about black. I'm talking about black, white. They don't protect us. They protect the system who is who will eventually take them out. Why? Because these people want power. They want glory. They don't want the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't want the glory from God on their lives through a life uh, of holiness as a Christian. They want dark, demonic power. In New York City here, man of God, we have a wicked governor in the state of New York called named Governor Andrew Cuomo, who, who passed a law in, back in October of 2019. Now, this what I'm about to say is it has nothing against the Chinese people or the Oriental community. Now, there is a dish, okay, in China called baby soup. You guys can type it in, baby soup. Yeah, that is a broth yeah. that Asians eat from the... You know, from the aborted body parts of a fetus. Mm. Wait it. Hollywood gets into this. Jay-Z, there's a woman in Hollywood called named uh, uh, Maria Abramovich. She's involved not in not only in spirit cooking, but baby souping. The actor yes. Keanu Reeves had said it last year, he said, I may end up getting killed for this, but you know, the Hollywood elite drink the blood of children to gain energy. It's demonic. So we have a wicked governor here. Governor Andrew Cuomo is allowing uh, baby soup products and soup to come into New York City. Jeez. Wicked. Jeez. This is wicked. 
And this is the reason why they're trying to bring down the president, because President Trump is going to expose all of this, okay? So the Democrats, through chaos theory and emotional-based reasoning, and through this mindset of manipulation, has been trying to manipulate not just black America, that everybody hates them, okay? I tell young black people, wait a minute, stop with this victimhood this culture and this mindset of victimology. No one's oppressing you but you. Okay? You guys remember the uh, the rapper Tupac Shakur. Now back in and this is a side note from a part of what we're talking about Kobe Bryant and Lucid Fan Project uh, completed. Back in September 7, 1996 when Tupac got, got t- taken out. A week before Tupac was taken out. He was approached by uh, the music mogul, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones was propositioning Tupac to sleep with him. Quincy Jones is a bullyist. He wanted Tupac to be sexually initiated to be a part of the bully secret society. Tupac told him to go to H-E-L-L. A week later, they take out Tupac in Las Vegas. Quincy Jones, one of Quincy Jones' daughters, I want you guys to hear me because this is powerful. One of Quincy Jones' daughters, Kadida, K-I-D-A-D-A Jones, was in the back seat of the car that took out uh, uh, Tupac Shakur. No way. But you don't hear this in the media because she's a part of the Boulay Secret Society. She set up the man whom she claimed that she was in love with. America, I'm t- brothers, this is Brother Jay and, and Brother Willie. These people are evil. The wicked. See, last February, I was poisoned at a restaurant here in uh, New York City, in the Queens Bureau of New York City, in a session called Jackson Heights. I'm against illegal immigration. I'm pro-Trump. I'm very well known here in New York City. I went to a Spanish restaurant. I cannot name it because the case is still in litigation. And I was poisoned. In my, I started to spit up blood that night when I went home. Holy cow. Rest the hospital. They found rat poison in me. Rat feces. They found arsenic and phallium in my bloodstream. And the doctor was saying, Bishop, how in the world did this stuff get inside of you? I was poisoned. Wow. So I I got friends on the NYPD. They're investigating, and they shut down the restaurant. They arrested the people because they did this before on other black conservatives. See, they don't want to hear our side, so they would rather take us out. And then... A few months later, in June of last year, I suffered a light stroke. I'm just now recovering. Why? Because of what I have exposed to you, gentlemen, I'm a threat to the deep state. Listen, I'd rather die on my feet than to live on my knees. Listen, and so, I, I, of course, I don't want to die. So, of course, I have to use wisdom. But just saying up to say this, in my conclusion... When you guys, when you guys upload this podcast today, all your listeners are listening, I guarantee you, as I'm speaking here right now, it's 9.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in New York City. Every person, by the sound of my voice, when you get done hearing this podcast of Kobe Bryant 
a Luciferian project completed, your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. And you will never look at the world the same as you did before the podcast. Gentlemen, uh, the floor is over to you. Powerful here tonight. That is very powerful. Yeah, it is. Um, wow, this <laughs> this is something. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. Um, I do have one more quick question for you, and then uh, I want to get into our six questions that we ask every guest. Um, Absolutely. Real quick, jumping back to uh, another celebrity with uh, the, the animal thing. Um, they, they refer to LeBron as the goat. Um, do you, do you think yeah. that has a play with his animal, or do you think that's just a play on words as uh, the greatest of all time? No, that's a play on his animalistic nature because he, he, he was a goat rider. See, LeBron James got where, got where he was because he sold his soul to the devil and he had to goat ride an actual goat in order to commit bestiality. Now, people said that, Bishop, you're crazy. Listen, that's why people call themselves the goat. When they call themselves the goat, and the blood of Jesus is covering right me right now, as I'm saying, when people call themselves the goat, they have already cursed themselves with the spirit and the nature of that animal that LeBron slept with. And now to the average person, this seems crazy, okay? Because they're not on this level. I, I was on another show uh, last week, right? And one of the listeners who went to the same church, Catholic church that Kobe went to, he said, there is no way, this is BS, Bishop. There's no way that... Um, uh, Kobe was that because he came to church. Are you that naive just because he goes to church? <laughs> he, he's not involved with this? Of course, they go to church as a cover. You see? So yes, LeBron, to answer your question, man of God, uh, LeBron uh, is heavily involved in bestiality, was all of these men to get where they are now financially they have to go through a sexual right with, with another man or a woman with another woman or a man or woman with a beast, okay? This is, remember going back to the book of the Exodus when the children of Israel comes out of Egypt. And then when Moses, when the prophet Moses is on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights, and Joshua is near the, the bridge in the mountain waiting for the prophet Moses to come back down. What happens? The people were given over to drunkenness. Aaron, the younger brother of Moses, I'm sorry, the older brother of Moses, Aaron, the older brother of Moses, who was supposed to be the high priest of Israel, begins to construct a golden calf. The golden calf, gentlemen, represents the Wall Street bowl market. There is a copper bowl statute in the middle of Wall Street today. So the copper statute represents the golden calf thousands of years ago. So those people had animals within them when they came up out of Egypt. So physically they came up out of Egypt, but emotionally and psychologically they were still in Egypt. So they were having sex with calves and goats, okay, and dogs as a worship unto the gods of Egypt. It has not changed. It's still the same in Hollywood 
for Hollywood. So to answer your question, yes. When when they say um, LeBron James is the GOAT or, or Kobe Bryant, they, they're telling you through a Masonic symbology now that they had some type of sexual or emotional sexual contact with that animal. Man, again, this is demonic. And so I guarantee you the minds of your people here today, here tonight, are being blown. I, I guarantee you that. So Absolutely. let me ask you guys, <laughs> ask me those six questions. Yeah. Out of all the years of your existence, gentlemen, have you ever heard truth on this level that you guys heard tonight for the past two hours? <laughs> no, it's 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 a lot of them are really uh really tough pills to swallow when it comes to some of these subjects and you, you really just have to be super open minded to it and uh, like you said it's it's demonic and it's it's wild. It's it blows your mind, it really does. And is it because to have an open mind, see the thing is, this is a matrix moment and this entire globe that we live on is a matrix system. And this 17, 7.6 billion people on the face of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. Think about this. As a side note, the national debt for the United States is over $23 trillion. That's over $45,476 per second. You got the demons on the left now, okay? Especially AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who wants to bring about a Green New Deal, which would cost the American taxpayer $93 trillion over a 10-year projected period of time, which will up the uh, debt to over $130 trillion, which, which would be over $3.1 million a second. That is from a demonic psychosis. And, and the reason why the deep state is still alive today, they're not alive because of war. And mind you, the United States of America, as a side note away from Kobe, out of the 240-some years of our existence, we've been in, at war in some, in some nation 93% of the time since 1776, since our founding. 93% of the time, 229 years out of the 240 years of our existence, we've been in, in some type of a war. Why? That's the deep state. Mm -hmm. So, so well, how, how many years will it take us to pay off a $23 trillion debt? 3.6 million years. How many years will it take for the world to pay off a $255 trillion debt? 3.8 billion years. It's unsustainable, which means this system was not built by God. This system was built by the hordes of hell. I know it's a lot to take in tonight, brothers. <laughs> but this is powerful here, man. This is heavy. When you call yourself Truth or Theory Podcast and you got the funny rabbit, I'm telling I have taken you down the rabbit holes that you have never, and, and don't get me wrong, uh, I'm bringing you guys back up the, uh, up to the top of the earth, okay? But this is heavy. <laughs> Go right ahead, brothers, with your questions. This is heavy. Yeah. Brother Bishop Larry. Oh, my. Yes, sir. <laughs> I need a cigarette, and I don't I even smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's been, a, it's been a great podcast. I'm so glad you came on. Your Your information is just... It's so deep and uh, informative and 
just uh, it's it's so good to hear all this different information that we have no idea about. And I'm sure our listeners are picking up their brains right now off the floor. I'm going to go into our six questions. I w- I'd like to have you back on soon. We'll, we'll dissect more of your subjects because it's just so much for us to take in. It's already done. I'm here for you guys. Absolutely. Already done. Appreciate that. Oh, and uh, as a, a wildlife uh, lover, I have to defend the goats because they have a bad PR. <laughs> uh, the goat yeah. itself, the well, animal, yeah. is a good animal. It's not a bad animal. It's got no, a lot of bad bad publicity with all the evil crap connected to yeah. it. But when you get into the bestiality part, it's bad. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. Bad. The system is, is sick, man. It's sick. And it's a lot for the human mind to to process because you think in your mind, does this take place? And so, you know, God has anointed me, right? And gifted me uh, for the past 36 years in ministry. I've traveled to more than 102 countries around the world. I've seen it all. I've seen all types of demons and, and I've been in radio for 25 years as a radio talk show host, a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. And God has anointed me with an anointing, with a gift to decipher darkness and to expose it. So the darker it gets, the greater the light that Jesus Christ brings us. So there's a lot to process. You'll probably have to listen to this podcast several times. For sure. But I guarantee you, your lives would never be the same, Brother JP. Um, and Brother E. Willie, I'm telling you, Brother Willie and Brother Jay, your lives would never be the same. And the way that you think would never be the same. So, yeah, I would love to come back on. Let's set that up. Absolutely. For sure. Thank you, sir. All right, we're going to go into our six questions that we ask every guest. And um, when you come back, we have a a new set of six questions for second-time guests. So be prepared for that as well. You ready? All set. All right. Number one, you have the power to make one law. What law do you create and why? If I had the power to make one law? Yes, sir. Uh, well, the law of Christ has already created. I would, if I had the, the power to create one law. Wow, what a great question. No one has ever asked me that before. <laughs> that law would be the law of transformation. Okay. What do you mean by that? In other words, knowing enough about a subject to think you're right, but not enough about the subject to know you're wrong. So if I can create a law for people to understand a subject that is right, then they can never condescend to that which is wrong. That's the law that I would create. All right. That uh, the law to know that you're right, but the law to know that you're wrong so you can get out of the wrong in order to be within the law of right. So knowing enough about a subject to think you're right, gentlemen, but not enough about the subject to know you're wrong. Um, So that would be my answer. Very great question. No one's ever asked me that before. (laughs) That was a great answer. (laughs) That was a better answer than a question. Number two oh. is, uh, what three words would you choose to describe yourself? Mm. Revolutionary. 
world changer, a mind maker. Wow. A revolutionary world changer and mind maker. That's powerful. My, my assignment is not to teach people how to think. My assignment is to tap into them to for them to have the ability how to think right it's not enough just to accumulate um a wealth of knowledge anyone can know knowledge but the question is what do you do with that knowledge so then the goal of me as a teacher as i create the law of right so that people who are who are in the wrong law which is the law of being wrong that they can come out of the law of wrong to become uh, to become one with the law of right which is Jesus Christ to me and as a revolutionary as a world changer as a mind maker my job is to deprogram humanity to get them off of the global plantation regardless of their race creed color so that they can be free in God, whose name is the Lord Jesus Christ, so they can be independent in their thinking. And the only person that should know our minds is Jesus Christ. Excellent question again, gentlemen. Excellent question again. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. You know, I'm not that, I'm not that, you, I'm, I might have to use these questions on my show as well to my guests. Feel free to. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. The number... The third question kind of ties into your second answer, I think. Um, number three is, what do you want to be remembered for? Wow. Man, what a question. Mm. Wow. You know, and again, men of, men of God, uh, no one has ever asked me that question before. What do I want to be remembered from? It's from a poem. It's called The Gate of the Year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, and I'll kind of condense it because, because of time's sake. Um, so it talks about uh, that God knows. I stood at the gate of the year and I asked the man, give me a light that I may trace softly into the unknown. And the man replied, you don't need a light, but just put your hand into the hands of God. He shall be to you greater than a light and safer than a known way. I want to be remembered as that man at the gate that my torch, my light is Jesus Christ. In this darkness that I expose tonight, I want to be remembered as a man, not from the waist down, but a man from the neck up that brought truth at all costs. I, I want to be remembered as a man. That I, I tell people all the time, when you're buried six feet under, right, who you are is not buried. Only what you are is buried. Who you are goes back to God to gave it. So my answer would be, I want to be remembered as that man that stood at the gate. I want to be remembered that Bishop Larry Gators went out into the darkness. And he 
gave birth to the light of truth. You see, because what darkness is, darkness is a fallen state of light. That's all darkness is. Darkness is a counterfeit. Darkness has no hold over me. So I want to be remembered as a man, uh, not only that taught the law of truth, okay? Who not only was a revolutionary, right? A world changer, a mind maker, but a man that brought the light, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, even to people who may not understand even this teaching tonight. I believe you guys understand it, but the masses may not understand it, but by and by the light will come, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be remembered as a man that brought truth unlike any other man, you know, of course, second to Jesus Christ in history. I, and Because I, I'm not in this for greatness. My greatest joy, not to get away from your third question, but I, I believe, and what the Spirit of the Lord is telling me now to answer your question, you know what I want to be remembered, uh, brothers? I want to be remembered that I was a good servant of Jesus Christ. I think you're doing just that, sir. You're doing a fantastic job. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you, sir. I just want to be remembered as a servant of Jesus Christ, not titles and my education, and none of that means anything. I just want to be remembered as a good servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, because that's my greatest joy. My greatest joy is not... My education is not me being a bishop, traveling all over the world for 36 years and being a nationally syndicated talk show host. That's nothing. That's dumb to me. My greatest joy, gentlemen, is being a servant of my Lord Jesus Christ. That is what I want to be remembered by. That's awesome. Because I want to say something just came to my mind, and I'm sorry to cut you off. My father once said, Better to be judged by 12 than to, than to be carried by six. In other words, make sure when a person when when a person passes, I always make tell that person, make sure that you're in the Lord Jesus Christ. Great questions. Boy, no one's no one has ever asked me these questions before. This podcast is incredible. I don't I don't know what to tell you, brother. <laughs> it is incredible. I thank God for you guys. Excellent. Likewise. Um, Next question. Oh, this is good. Number four is a little lighter. What is something you like that most people don't know about you? Mm. <clears throat> wow. What I like that most people don't know about me. Mm. Wow. I like old movies. I, I am a old movie buff. Right. Really? I, I love movies going back to the 30s, 40s, and 50s, black and white films. Wow. And a lot of people don't know that uh, about me. I'm I'm a turning Turner movie classic or Turner classic movie follower, right? Uh, I'm a member of Backlot. No one knows that but you guys now. <laughs> I'm a lover of old black and white movies because it, it represents who I am. I, I believe that in that day, during that time, a man was a man, a woman was a woman. Uh, the Amer- Amer- it was a different type of America, right? Yeah. A different type of Americana. The family was stable, right? 
Um, even mo- those old black and white movies, the 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 husband and wife they didn't sleep together, but they slept in separate beds. It, ju- it was just a different day and time where those movies going back to the thirties, forties, and fifties. The actors and actresses of that day, they had to be a great actor or actress. They were not shielded by uh, the power of special effects, which is really um, the cloak that covers up for bad acting today. You got a bunch of kids today who are acting, but they're not actors. So I, that's something that nobody knows, okay? Um, other than my girlfriend, she knows, right? But no one knows, nobody, not my colleagues in the gospel, my father, nobody knows that. That's an excellent question. So that's something that I like that nobody knows about. And I believe after this podcast is over, the whole world is going to know, which is great. So <laughs> yeah. excellent question. Excellent question. That's awesome. That's a, um, a different answer than we've gotten. Do you have a, a movie that you recommend for us to go back to to watch? Uh, oh, boy. What I like... Um, Oh man, there's so many, so many. Um, Humphrey Bogart, one of my uh, favorite actors. Um, he was in a movie called "The Heart." The harder they fall. Um, it's it's a black and white film. I believe it was his last film before he died. Um, in 1956, it's a boxing movie, right? And um, powerful, powerful movie, The Harder They Fall, in uh, 1956, uh, with Humphrey Bogart, Rod Steiger, Jan Sterling. Um, it's about a ex-sports writer played by hum- Humphrey Bogart. He is hired by a shady fight promoter that's played by Rod Steiger, who went on to play in the heat of the night during the 1960s or 70s, I believe. But the harder they fall in 1956, right? Um, it, you know, at near the end of the movie, Humphrey Bogart's character leaves that shaded light, right, as a boxing promoter for a for the mob, right, uh, who was fixing fights, mm. and he went back to his apartment in New York City with his wife, James, played by Jane Sterling, and. Uh, he said, listen, in other words, I would rather be broke, busted, and almost disgusted than to take a dime from you guys, right? So that that's that's I love movies that produce character, uh, that produce um uh, the sense of morality of what's right versus wrong. Right. And that's another why I love old black and white films, the heart of the ball. And also uh, the Twilight Zone movies during the 60s. I mean Rod Sterling was a a revolutionist. What he was showing during the uh, Twilight Zone movies during the 60s, right, is what's happening today. So I I like the heart of baseball, the cause of the character portrayed by uh, Humphrey Bogart, a man of uh, vision, but also a man of character, a man that has substance and that stood for something. Instead of a cow towing to money, I, I would highly uh, suggest you guys and to your listeners to get that on DVD or they can rent that from YouTube. Um, the Harder They Fall, 1956. Powerful movie. Yeah, we're definitely going to check it out. That's good. Appreciate that, that, the that's some fun homework right there. Go yeah. watch a good movie. <laughs> My ex girlfriend was a big Humphrey uh, Bogart fan. 
She loved the really? Casablanca. Yeah. Oh, Casablanca. I saw that the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> classic, classic movie. So th- that's uh, the answer to that question. Great questions here. That would be something that no one knows other than my girlfriend. No one knows. My parents didn't even know. No one knows. <laughs> oh, wow. I just, yeah, I absolutely love that. And not that I don't love movies today, but movies today are just so degrading. It depends what you see. I I love movies that causes one to think. I love the 24 series with Keeper Sutherland. Hopefully right. he comes back to that. I, I love, uh, even though there's a lot of shooting and <laughs> and torturing, but I, I love CIA-oriented movies that causes me to think, okay? 24, and remember the Alias TV show that came out some years ago, right? And then anything that that deals with intelligence and uh, the CIA, anything that deals with uh, transhumanism that exposes what the government is doing as well, so... But that 1966 movie, The Heart of Day Fall with Humphrey Bogart, um, is is a classic that I would highly recommend for your listeners to watch. Awesome. Um, yeah, I compare uh, modern movies and music uh, to the eating fast food compared to eating at home, home cooked meal. Basically, you gotta uh, <laughs> you gotta um, talk about music, jazz music. I'm you know I'm a I'm a lover of old. Um, Harlem Renaissance Jazz. We're talking about uh, um, uh, Miles Davis, right? Chet Baker. These kids today—they don't know anything about that type of music. Yeah, that's some some no, solid stuff. It's keeping up with the Kardashians, Jay Z talking about some woman's anatomy. That's not music. That's music. That's <laughs> that term. Music. I like that. <laughs> M-U-S-I-C-K. This is the book of Daniel in the Bible. Music. Ah, <clears throat> uh, so then the music of yesteryear, Miles Davis, right? Um, uh, John Coltrane, right? Chet Baker, My Funny Valentine. That you know, even Marvin Gaye. They sung from conviction of what they were experiencing during that time. That's real music, not music. That's music. Mm-hmm. That the, the, those were true artists, right? Uh, because they spoke to the soul. Okay. Now, I, I, again, this music today is so demonic, you know. So that's a part of the bishop. Very few people know about, you know. Um, you know, even the late Tupac Shakur. I'm not into rap. But there's never been a rapper, a musician of his caliber since his death. Because he spoke to the consciousness of America, right? I agree. Of black and white kids. There's not there's not been a rapper since him. And those type of people are very dangerous uh, to the establishment. So, yeah, excellent questions here. Good stuff. Let's go to number five. Uh, if you could have any superpower, which would you choose? <laughs> wow, superpower. Well, I got all the superpower I need. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> there you I, go. <laughs> he is my superpower. He's my hero. He leaves tall buildings at a single bound and a bird and a train is Jesus Christ. He <laughs> Jesus Christ is my all in all. He when I see when a individual, a human being has the Lord Jesus Christ, 
they've got it all. They have everything. He is my superpower. <clears throat> so it's the Lord Jesus Christ who I already have in my heart and in my life. And that's the power that supersedes any and all power. Any power outside of Christ is a counterfeit power. Okay. And wow, great question though. Yeah, that was a, a hard answer to beat. <laughs> That's good stuff. I, I kind of thought you were going to say walk on water. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't want to no, mimic. No, no. Uh, 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 is that what? No. No is, false is, idols. Uh, sing in the church to be like Jesus on earth. I long to be like him. The greatest, my greatest joy, um, besides those five questions, is being a servant of Jesus Christ. That is my greatest joy and happiness is being a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ and worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ at his feet. That's the only power I need right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Last yes, question, Bishop. If you could have, if you could know the absolute truth on one conspiracy theory, which would you choose? Wow. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Oh, that's a great question. Finish mm. strong. <laughs> wow. This Kobe thing is unwrapped. Uh, the one can, I would like to know. Repeat that again. Oh, I got to think about that. Repeat that again. <laughs> if you can know the absolute truth on one conspiracy theory, which would you choose? Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Cold facts, no, no maybes, no possibly. It's just the absolute truth. If I wow would be the JFK assassination, really? Yeah, because that. I mean, we you know, there's been so many scholars for the past 30, 40 years that have dissected that case, and as Winston Churchill said, you know, it's a mystery wrapped. In a riddle, inside of an enigma. So, in order to know the enigma, we have to unwrap the mystery to get to the riddle. Mm -hmm. So, with this Kobe Bryant conspiracy, I have to unwrap the riddle that's inside of the mystery—a mystery which is nothing more than an enigma. So, then with JFK, I. If I had a chance, if, if the CIA would say, we're going to give you one opportunity to go through all, all of our papers, we promise we won't kill you, <laughs> but you cannot tell anybody, can you do that? And you will probably be watched for the rest of your life. I would absolutely do that. I would know as to why JFK was killed, who benefits today from the death of JFK. And because of the death of JFK came the birth of the American deep state. Because John F. Kennedy, though he was a Democrat, see, John F. Kennedy, though a Democrat, I'm a Republican, I'm a conservative, but I respect John F. K. because he's not like these Democrats today. John F. Kennedy wanted to destroy the CIA into a thousand pieces. He wanted to abolish the Federal Reserve, which is unconstitutional. The framers 
of our great uh, country never intended the American people to be under a monopoly of private banking. Mm, that's true. So then, that's why JFK was taken out. Because he was messing with old money. He wanted to get the power of the money by removing the dollar and reinstituting the gold uh, delium or the gold or the onyx gold that we had prior to the Great Depression, the October 1929. And when uh, and not to get away from your question, but that's the teacher in me. But when Franklin Delaro Roosevelt gets elected, right? In 32, he puts out a decree and edict through the government turning all of your 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 financial bonds. If you have any bonds, turn them in. If you have any gold or silver, turn them in. And we will give you a dollar which is worth nothing than the more that it's worth nothing more than the paper that it's printed on. Yeah. JFK wanted to return the American people back to the gold standard. So to answer that last question, I, the JFK assassination, because you see, um, men of God, the JFK assassination is the key, is the master key. I want you guys to listen to me. The JFK assassination is the master key that unlocks historical keys up to this day that's on this American keychain. Mm. So if we have the JFK master key and know who was responsible, we're talking about the Bushes, right? Their real name is not the Bush family. Their, their real name is the Sheriff family, a German dynasty out of Germany. The Bushes, right? the CIA, the FBI, I want to know uh, the, the names of the Illuminati players, even to this day. When President Trump, not to get away from your sixth question, uh, men of God, when President Trump was going to release the JFK papers last year, the deep state got scared. Why? Because George W. Bush was still alive. George W. Bush was a member of the CIA who was in Dallas, Texas that morning on the 22nd of November, 1963. The day before, the night before, do you know, realize, man of God, that the officials of the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, leaders of the American uh, power industrial complex, the American military industrial complex, the, uh, the American media industrial complex met the night before the day, the day before JFK's assassination on the 21st of November, 1963 in Dallas, Texas, in the home now of Clint Murchison. Wow. Clint Murchison Sr., his son, Clint Murchison Jr., went on to create the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Did America's you know that? Team. Did I know so that? These, yeah, so these conspiracies met in the house of Clint Richardson Sr., to, including Lyndon Baines Johnson, okay, to create the greatest conspiracy in American history, probably besides 9-11. So to answer that last question, I'm telling you, I've watched the Supruder film probably thousands of times. 
and the American people are no longer closer to the truth what happened that day. Maybe the front passenger, the driver, or the, the front passenger had a gun and turned around and shot the president. It is so many angles. So I would, um, if I had an opportunity of knowing the truth of a conspiracy, which is true, I would want to know JFK. If I had that master key, gentlemen, to unlock that JFK uh, conspiracy, then I can better understand the war in Vietnam which was based on a cocaine war. I can understand the crack cocaine epidemic in black neighborhoods throughout America, why the CIA was funneling crack cocaine and throughout black America. I can understand through the JFK master key why 9-11 happened. It all interconnects like a thread back to that day, oh November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Man, this is this <laughs> this is some powerful stuff here. Very and powerful. I, and I've never been asked these questions, never. And I, I thank I thank God for you too, um, uh, brother J P and brother E really for uh, inviting the bishop on your Truth or Theory podcast and. I would absolutely love to come back, you know, love to come back with you guys and, and really download and not just into you guys, but to your listeners all over the world. And I want to say this with your permission before we close out to all of your listeners. If you get a chance, if you want to donate financially to Global Spiritual Revolution Radio, just go online at paypal.me forward slash GSRR Media Group. Again, paypal.me forward slash GSRR Media Group. You can also go uh, to my uh, Facebook address, right? Facebook.com forward slash Bishop L. Gators, right? And I believe, gentlemen, we're connecting on Facebook. And uh, you can see on my PayPal address and all the links to our radio broadcast throughout the world. Uh, paypal.me forward slash GSRR Media Group. You can go also to follow me, not just on Facebook, but also on Twitter at Bishop L. Gators, at Bishop L. Gators on Twitter. All right. And also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which you guys heard, heard here today to all of your powerful listeners all over the world, uh, which you guys have heard for the past two hours, two plus hours. I've been teaching this way for 36 years, 25 in radio. Go to YouTube and type in Global Spiritual Revolution Radio. Global Spiritual Revolution Radio. And please subscribe to Global Spiritual Revolution Radio on YouTube. And you will receive weekly teachings and updates from the bishop, not only from my broadcast. Uh, I, am the Nash, I am the host of the Nationally Syndicated Global Spiritual Revolution Radio on the Life Radio uh, Network, 92.9 FM, 1460 AM here in New York City, New York. Go online to liferadionj.com, liferadionj.com for a slash Gators. All right. I'm also um, a part of the iHeartRadio Network in the iHeart Media Group uh, here in New York City, New York. We reach between 20 to 25 million people per week around the world. In the 150 nations, we're also a part of the USA Radio Networks. 
All right, um, out of Dallas, Texas, every Friday night from 9 to 11 p.m. Thank you, gentlemen, for this time. And you guys have been a blessing to me. And I want you to know, Brother Jane and Brother Willie, you guys have been called by God uh, in this Truth or Theory podcast. And I want to bless you guys in Jesus' name and, and God's hand is on your life and my prayer is that you guys will grow and expand in the knowledge of God and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and your families, your wives or girlfriends, and your just I bless you guys in Jesus' name. One day I, I got to get out there to Colorado to see you guys. So Absolutely. thank you so much for having the bishop on tonight. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that would be great to have you in studio, Bishop. We really appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys so much, and I'm so very proud of you guys, and Definitely share this podcast with your families, and it, it, I'm t- it's a lot of meat to take in. So my uh, counsel would be for people to listen to it a little bit at a time because there's a lot to intake. And what I've talked to you guys tonight and to your listeners is only ten percent about the Kobe Bryant conspiracy. Only ten percent. <laughs> It's incredible that you can even retain that much information. It's so impressive. <laughs> it, it really is. Well, thank you so much, my friend. I, in my mindset, um, where I, my worldview, right? I don't know. My my job as a teacher is to expand the minds of humanity. And see, it's almost like ex- expanding a rubber band. When you expand a rubber band, Brother Jay and Brother Willie, when you let go of it, it never goes back to its original shape or form. Wow. So to answer all of those six questions, it is to expand the minds of you guys and your listeners, your families, and your and your family of listeners all over the world that when I let go, it never goes back to its original shape or form. That's true. That's the law of right. That's revolutionary. That's mind changing, world changing. That is having the light in the midst of darkness, being a servant of Jesus Christ, right? Being a lover, and not just old movies, right? But being a lover of humanity, right? Uh, and being remembered as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and to know if I had an opportunity to know one conspiracy. Um, if, I, if I can add to that, and I apologize for it, not just the JFK conspiracy, but as to why the world thinks the way that they think. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, when, when, when you change an individual's mind, you change the walk. If you want to change the walk of a man or a woman, you have to change their mind. Once their mind is changed or transformed, then their entire life is changed. So through the Truth of or Theory podcast, right, you guys are changing minds to think a certain way so that you guys are stretching the rubber bands of people's minds, right? So when you let go, their minds will never go back in its original form or shape. You may not always see the results, but it's there. And I commend you guys for it. And you and I, brothers, we did not meet out of chance. 
this was God's perfect will. And you guys set the date, and I'll be there. I'll be back, God willing. Absolutely. I'll be back with you guys. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much, Bishop. Yeah, thanks, Bishop. we got a lot to Thank chew you. on. We'll be in touch. <laughs> Thank you so much, and uh, definitely, and uh, God bless you guys, and let me know, and if you guys can uh, definitely send me a copy of this podcast to my email, and that would be great, all right, so we can post it on our channel as well. Thank you so much, uh, Brother JP and Brother E. Really, you guys are a great tandem, and thank you so much for um, inviting the bishop to be on your broadcast, and I will be on back on the tinfoil podcast, right? We're saying Tripoli show on the 24th of this month, right? Awesome. Talking about the Boulay Seeker Society. Uh, they are the, the gatekeepers and the betrayers of history. So uh, I'm coming back to Truth or Theory. You guys name the date. I'll be back. God awesome. bless you guys. Yep. Keep up the great. You too, sir. Tell Sam we said hello. <laughs> I will. I will. And you guys tell your wife or girlfriend, I, the bishop said hi and, uh, <laughs> And definitely, and, and whatever, Brother Willie or Brother Jay, your girlfriend or your wife who loves Humphrey Bogart, I'm telling you, have her to watch that 1956 film, The Heart of Day Fall. So God bless you guys in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. I'll be back. All right. We'll talk to you next time. God bless you. Um, have a good one, Bishop. You too. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.